I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Football is back, and we have you covered each weekday afternoon on OutKick's Hot Mic with Hutton and Withrow. Some of the best football guests from Armando Salguero and John McClain to Trey Wallace and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to the college football and NFL weekends. The Chiefs go for dynasty mode with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. They're the favorite, right? Yeah, they have to be. The AFC goes through Arrowhead, but the Bengals and Jets, they're all in to reach Vegas, and the Bills and Dolphins are also confident. Withrow, what about college football? Can you say three-peat? That's what they're hoping to say in Athens, Georgia, as the Bulldogs continue their march to college football dominance, while a cast of usual characters led by Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama nip at their heels. There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis. Pull up to the bar with us each weekday afternoon. We're streaming live 36 p.m. Eastern across the Outkick Network. Podcasts available everywhere, and always check out Outkick.com. NFL and college football covering your favorite teams. Outkick's Hot Mic with Hutton and Withrow. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're on the air, Lori. If you read the Bible, Mark, you'd know that there won't be another thousand years. Right now, we're in the last days as foretold in the book of Revelation. The last days? You mean the uh, coming of the apocalypse, right? The rapture. You only have to look at the signs. There are wars and rumors of wars. Now, just that... so the, the rest of us know how much time is left, when is the rapture supposed to hit? Exactly. Is it uh, midnight New Year's Eve? That's right. Uh-huh. Now, is that midnight L.A. time or, or Eastern Standard Time or what? I mean, what time zone has got in anyway? This is Film Sack. <laughs> Sure. Hello, welcome to Film Sack. Yes, this is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 586. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Check out the cool sex tape he made with Audrey Griswold Dunaway. 
Or don't. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we jack in. Uh, jack on. Uh, jack on. Oh, I can't say that. We put on our Sim Stim rubber uh, brain thing. Uh, we, we carefully place a squid on our head and cover it with a wig. Ah, that's what we did. And take a trip back to 1995 for a real mind for um, head scratcher of a movie about the last days of the retro future past of 1999 when shit looked like it was about to go sideways for humanity. Whew. We put that off for another 23 years. We got to have faith, the faith, the faith, baby. Anywho, hand me my shoebox full of as good as cash Rolexes, defunct double checks, product placement, and boy, we were wrong about many discs that we called tapes because I'm about to pleasure your cortex with a brain-to-brain recording playback of a 50-year-old man taking a shower in 2023. Let's go. Yeah, do you feel that? Yeah, the water hitting your body like little knives being stabbed into your back by your best friend. Yeah, oops, you dropped the soap because you're old. Uh, You just have to carefully lean over and, oh no, you slipped and and now you're falling like your so-called best friend gravity 20 stories from the side of a building. And now you're naked, bleeding and curled up in the bottom of the tub and water is getting cold. Okay, that's all you get for today. Oh, you said you wanted to experience what it's like to be an 18-year-old girl showering? Yeah. I don't have that, and if I did, I wouldn't share it with you, you perv. Stop rubbing yourself and making noises. Gross. Randy, have you ever tapped in? <laughs> did Did HBO show you this movie in shuffle mode? <laughs> I think Brian's brain works in shuffle mode. I think that's just, I think so that's just the mode he's in. Uh, he's very, in all places all at once. He's oh, you like guys, you guys, realm. Oh, <laughs> you guys watch the movie Linear? That's yeah, weird. yeah, no, no. Yeah, now now we've realized we've all done it wrong. Uh, that was amazing yeah, as always. Cut and cut and cut and cut. Yep, always amazing. I'm the MTV intros. generation. Of course you are. Quick. Quick cut. Yeah, quick cut. Uh, also with us, Randy, there were more mini discs in this movie than were sold total in the lifespan uh, of the format Jordan. Uh, Aloha, Scott, Brian. Brian. Hi. Did I ever tell you boys about the time in the distant future <laughs> when I'm going to operate a virtual reality, do it yourself, you are your own camera, audio video experience mm. shop right out of my own trench coat? Mm-mm. Soon to be true story. Because the distant future is only four years away, oh. and everything is going to change so much. This uh, business I'm talking about is going to be called Jack In, or um, that might be Jackin. Uh, <laughs> let's face it: for some reason, women don't want to have anything to do with this technology. And as you know, men are only good for the three R's: uh, raping, roughhousing, and a. Uh, Mm, oh, running. <laughs> running, running. Although, come to think of it, a significant amount of women are running fr- from the men, though. Anyway, my very successful business, <clears throat> hold on, what was it called? Jacking, <laughs> operates on three guiding principles. Number one, don't worry about the wires. Is it wired? Is it wireless? Are the wires just really small and somehow they never tie themselves in knots in your pocket? No problem. There's some magical technology that sorts that all out. Number two, <laughs> take your prostate health support vitamins. Oh. There's nothing more to say about that. Number three, <clears throat> no one is going to mind standing around and staring at you quizzically while you experience a scene. And I guess ejaculating your pants right in front of them. Just don't use this machine in church. Unless everyone else already is. If mm. that's the case, you can go nut. 
<laughs> oh, I see. Nut. Take the S Go off. Nut. Yeah, I like that. Yep. <laughs> Nicely done. And finally, Brian, put the squid on your head and enjoy a walk on the beach oh. of it. Oh, please do. Just keep, why you keep looking down? Look up. Look up. You're going to hit somebody. <laughs> Hello. It's 1155 on December 31st, 1999. I'm Ryan Seacrest, and welcome back to what we're still contractually obligated to awkwardly call Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' New Millennium New Year's Eve. Somebody back in 1979 signed something and didn't look closely at the fine print. Coming up later, Mariah Carey, who's taking a break from filming a movie that will likely be an incredible box office and critical success, Glitter. Watch for it soon on Film Snack. But before that, let's get a look outside at Times Square, and I'm happy to say that things look typically busy but calm out here in New York. Let's get over to our Los Angeles affiliate where things are looking like Woodstock 99, which just happened. There are bonfires, lots of dreadlocks, and flannel and what looks like thousands of Sony mini-discs all over the place. I'm just getting this in. It looks like they're copies of Sugar Ray's latest album with new titles written over them, things like Juliet Lewis roller skating, Juliet Lewis sunbathing, Juliet Lewis in Cape Fear. She was like 18 during that. Gross. Okay, heading back to New York. Looks like our beautiful Swarovski crystal-covered ball is about to drop. And, oh, my producer is telling me we need to go back to Los Angeles as they're about to drop their ball at 9 p.m.? Okay, whatever. All right, I see a Bradley Spoofer at the top of uh, the Bonaventure Hotel, and he's about to drop uh, what looks like a Tom Sizemore. All right, let's begin the <laughs> countdown. Ten, nine. Uh, oh, wow, he really hit fast. Uh, happy 2000, everybody. <laughs> I think two seconds was even too much. He was down there hard, <laughs> man, hard and fast. <laughs> that poor guy. All right, well, if it there isn't. There was a little localized gravity. Uh, yes. change in yeah, just yeah 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 for sure uh if none of this was obvious was about the film shift yes yeah, so, oh i see what you did uh then if it's not obvious we're gonna have scott fletcher help us out and tell us what the hell we watched strange days a former cop turned street hustler accidentally uncovers a conspiracy in los angeles in 1999 yeah that's the that's the sum of it nah. Yeah, there we go. Nailed it. Yeah, it's basically yeah, that it. That covers everything about this movie. There's really nothing left for us to talk the about. Phrase, the, no. phrase, good to have yeah. the phrase Fletcher Street back. Hustler oh, is doing sure. a lot of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Street Hustler. Yeah. That's Is that what he was doing? Okay. He was hustling. He was on the street. He was hustling. Uh, that's about yeah. it. I mean, he was basically a dealer, right? Because these were yeah. drugs. This is basically future drugs. And uh, right. he was just a dealer. So... Yeah, I don't know. Strange Days is strange. It's, this is an older movie now, 90, 1995. But at the time when I saw it, I thought, oh, man, the future. This movie knows how to make a cool cyberpunk future. This is scary. Rah! I remember feeling this way. <laughs> I remember feeling this way in 1995. Yeah, an interesting film to go uh, to predict 1999 from 1995. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of any other movies that was guessing like a cyber future just five years in the future yeah it's too it's very short it's not enough like you really yeah. need to, to branch further i mean i guess the the world didn't, hadn't changed much except it went very anarchy and right. the and the tapes or the the mini discs right. that's really all they were saying is that yeah. hey this one thing we'll figure out bluetooth or some sort of wireless technology uh by the time this decade's out and we'll have these discs that will send everybody into a frenzy <laughs> And I'll, I'm happy to say that I have as many mini discs in this house as you see in this film. Oh like my basically, gosh. that's a lot. <laughs> for whatever, 
I still, I don't know why, just, I don't keep them for any sort of sentimental reason. And I certainly don't think that they're, you know, that there's any sort of advantage that they have. But damn it, I've got a mini disc, you know, uh, component, yeah. like a stereo component. I've got a couple portables and I've got, they're probably usually pretty compact. Couple hundred. Yeah. But I mean, so's my phone. Brian. But honestly, uh, you're not going to hear, you're not going to hear if you have something recorded, let's say you dad recorded something on a mini disc, or if yeah. you even download something on the mini disc, the quality on it definition wise is pr- probably going to be better than anything that you have on your phone. Unless yeah, you're subscribed true. to some high-end yeah, service. Convenience yeah, always wins, though. Convenience always wins. Yeah, in convenience the, totally wins. Uh, sadly. Does it always Sa- win? Always. It does in the, in, the, in the mainstream, yes. Uh, for the millennials, the, yes. In the cl- Not for in the, the audiophiles. Right. Right. Yeah, but that's what yeah, I'm saying. Was, winning, winning is, what I mean by winning is when format wars are won, it's because of that factor. There's no... Right, like, but what <laughs> But what does that get you? What, what is the winning part? Is it because... That's you, why there are still people, though, who like have a bunch of vinyl, who like... Right. Oh, hell. Yeah. Swear by the warmth that you get from vinyl that you don't get from any other format. And I'm yeah. not one of those people, but I do. Yeah. I do like the physical act of think, putting. Think a of it as somebody who really t- likes their Confederate flag. Okay, they lost. <laughs> whoa, whoa, they whoa, lost. No, I don't well, t- t- let's, let's leave all the racism out of it. Really, really easy for me to get rid of all these minutes. Just, just right. leave. I'm saying leave the racist part of it out of it and just say, okay, why are you so connected? Why do you have to freaking have that flag? To me. That's a little bit like going, ah, oh, beta was better. I'll never wow, use we, VHS. It's just oh, beta you're talking about life. tribalism. This is not a tribalism thing for me. This yeah. is about uh, experience. So mini disc to me is about an experience and not tribalism. Really. What, what's I'm the experience? Not, I'm not for going. One, go ahead. For one full summer. So uh, yeah. right after I got married in 1992, I started working for a wedding DJ company for about a year. Um, and <laughs> this guy used cassette tapes. And the way you'd have to find the songs you want is you'd have to rewind to the very beginning of the tape. And you were supposed yeah. to, when you finished up the night, you were supposed to rewind all of the tapes you used or like do it as you're, as you're DJing. So right. then you'd have it at the very beginning. The tape decks had a thing, a feature where if you hit play and then hit fast forward, the number of times you hit fast forward was the number of songs it would skip to get to the song you wanted. So you could kind of let it be until it got to, like you could basically leave the fast forwarding thing alone. You wouldn't have to keep right. monitoring while you got another song ready. Right. right. Then I left that company. And the <laughs> the benefit of that was that we had, you know, one big manageable box of cassettes that had every song we could potentially want to play at a wedding. And then we had the big speakers and we had this, this thing that turned into a table and blah, what, what's blah, blah. The go- I got to have, I got to know at least what's the go-to song at the wedding. What's the one oh, song? Old time rock and roll by Bob okay. Seger. Right, that's okay. what you, okay. that's wow. what you start off with. That's your, okay. that's your, uh, crap. I need everybody onto the dance floor, young and old. Okay. Again, okay. again okay. 1992. Right, 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 right. Sorry, I didn't I mean to derail. Go ahead. These days I think it'd be like Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake or something like but, yeah. Uh, so left that company and then went to another company. This guy had CDs and he basically went out like, like he bought CD ripping technology wasn't 
quite there yeah. or wasn't yeah. was too expensive still in 1994 when I started working for this guy. So right. basically, he had six DJ units, six mobile units. He'd have to buy six copies of the Bodyguard soundtrack just to have <laughs> the availability of I Will Always Love You, right? Yeah, We're not right, going to yeah. play that crappy cover of What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to play this other song or this one song. I, whatever. Uh, no. So, and that box was you needed a dolly you needed two people to lower this box of cds onto a dolly and then carry it into the venue yeah then mini discs came out and i said oh here's where i'm gonna kind of take this on my own so i uh went through my entire library rip songs uh might have even humped on an amster grabbed a couple you know christina aguilera tracks or something um and set up a whole big set of mini discs for all this music and it fits into one of those little tiny trays like (laughs) like um like you put all your sewing materials in almost like an art box and for a whole summer i did uh birthday parties 93 it would be the summer of 94. Actually, no, it would been the summer of 95. It would have been right around the time. Oh, the this year this came out. Okay. The year this movie came out. And <laughs> yeah, this we hadn't moved yet. And, hmm. and I did uh, a couple weddings. I did some birthday parties. Basically, I start off with one birthday party for my niece, and then she told all her friends. And so then I did the same thing for all theirs. And it was great. It was just like, blah, 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 you know, putting the mini discs in, et cetera. And then. Uh, who knows how much time this I is spent. my new job forever <laughs> right and then i said yeah i kind of still hate this because there i'm still playing the, the same, same song. songs over and yeah. over again and you yeah. still get the people who come up and think they're being the the most clever like hey, can you play free bird i got a request could you play friends in low places by uh. it's like oh i hadn't thought to play that one great Brilliant. choice yeah. because it was like the next song i was gonna play anyway yeah so just, just happen yeah. to have three copies of that song right here weird exactly then i just like basically put away that whole side of my life until podcasting came out and said hey now i can be a dj and not have to sit in somebody's shitty backyard playing breaky breaky heart i didn't know we get the origin story of why i have i love that it really is why i have all these mini discs basically well i I understand (laughs) that sort of thing i'd be hard to get rid of them i've got old you know PlayStation Portable, what are those, what are those called? Uh, PSPs? P- oh, oh, the PSP Vita? disc? The, no, oh, the, the UMDs. UMDs. I've got like UMDs. five or six UMDs. I refuse. Units of mass destruction. Yeah, I'm never going to watch Spider-Man 2 on <laughs> but, UMDs. But that's, that's different, Scott. Once again, I got to go. Like like the beta, beta tapes lost out to VHS, which was fine, but beta is a higher quality. If you had it, cool. If right. you want to keep it, that's cool because that was the quality you could get. Now you could of course replace those now, but like the UMD disc, those aren't those aren't good quality. Those are those are terrible. Aren't good quality. They're just no, convenient. It's good enough to be you, able to look at on your little tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. PSP right. screen. You can yeah. throw that away now. If you have a if you have a high high if you have a really good CD, you may not be able to find that quality anywhere else. The fidelity of it. Oh no, yeah, I, I agree. On like on a personal formats. on a personal level, absolutely. Like yeah. keep your stuff. I'm just saying as a as a industry. It, you can't yeah, control yeah, that yeah. shit. As, as, if you're talking about format wars, yeah. They yeah. won now, the format wars. Now, because would you feel good letting Van play with your PSP and watching Spider-Man 2 on there and saying, here's your own little Steam Deck, Van. Have fun. I would yeah. if the battery worked at all. 
I guess I can oh, get a charm. Yeah. Only right. one rule: no peanut butter and jelly around this thing. All yeah. right, get out of here, kid. <laughs> you know what's a, what's amazing to me is how we were alive during uh, times of such in, incremental change, mm-hmm. and so like this yeah. movie, this movie hits at the perfect moment, right? Like. Uh, James Cameron, apparently not a very good screenwriter, uh, couldn't could not <laughs> could not imagine what the next five years was going to include because it, would, it just happened that the internet explodes onto yeah. the world over the next five years, and he mm. just wasn't he wasn't thinking that along those lines, right? No, right. And uh, I, I I think about like you were talking about mini discs, and I was thinking about I know where I lived. When I suddenly started seeing eighty-minute mini discs for the first time, mm, right, I remember. Right. I remember thinking because I remember feeling so restricted by seventy-four-minute mini discs <laughs> and how eighty minutes was going to. I could get almost two yeah. more songs on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember where I lived, everything, and it was such a it was such a change that it stuck in my memory, mm. and so that got me thinking: like, what is the what is the thing? During the 20 teens, what is the thing that was happening for people that is going to stick with them? And all I can think of is they're going to remember, uh, like where they, how old they were, or where they lived, or whatever, when a, a really memorable vine came along. You know, like they're going to, like that, you know, because that's what was changing. Yeah, where, where were you when Charlie bit that little kid? We'll, yeah. we'll right, have, yeah, yeah we'll yeah, have. You're going to remember, like, the first time you heard two guys sitting in a hot tub, and you're yeah. going to be like, oh, yeah, I was 14, uh, you know? And so it's yeah. like, I, I we'll think have it's platform nostalgia. Now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll have platform nostalgia because the presentation on different platforms is the thing you're going to feel nostalgia for in the future. That's how those kids sure. are going to feel. Yeah, yeah, they're going to think about their yeah. first iPhone and in a future where yeah. it's a you know little paper thin holographic unit, and they'll be like, "Oh, remember those iPhones?" Or you know, like it'll be remember stuff the like that. interface. The interface is yeah. what I remember. But for us, we're like, remember <laughs> the world before the internet, and then after. Like we have a we have some big demarcations in our time. Yeah. Which, oh yeah. Huge, it was tough to. Huge, it was tough right. in '95 to see, like uh, Randy was saying for this movie, in Strange Days, to to see 1999 because it did feel like, in a lot of ways, things were happening so fast. Uh, you know, we were coming really. It felt like we were really becoming destabilized as a society. Quickly, we felt like technology was taking a, a quick change because we did even in '95. We knew about the internet. We knew its impact, and we had talked about. They kind of touched a little bit on this movie about Strange Days because they said originally the uh, the squid unit they were using for the head was developed for the military, but now it was being used by everybody, which is the internet. Uh, and yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of things that were happening here. So I thought this was actually a pretty good prediction of some of the things that were coming uh, and that were going to happen over and over again. I think but, they. I think it was a good predictor of our fears. Like it, it says, yeah, exactly. Hey, the, mm-hmm. the breaking apart of society, the Y2K thing, like, oh my gosh, when the clocks roll over, everything's broken. We're all going to die. And like all yeah. these, and well, the, we're so afraid of the millennium and they address that. that too. Go ahead. Yeah. I have a question about that though. I mean, was there other than no. just being a place to have a really, really big crowd? Was there a reason this movie had to take place on the turn of the millennium? No. That's oh, uh, that absolutely. was the weirdest thing to me. In no. back at this point, nobody had any idea about the Millennium computer switch. It was not a thing that anybody oh. was even thinking about. And so it was like, I guess they were they were James Cameron was kind of like counting on everyone to agree that there were some like sort of common religious 
thoughts, right? Like, yeah. I think this was more End from times. Catherine Bigelow's the, the rapture kind of. I think thing, it was like more from Catherine Bigelow's standpoint. I read a little bit about the history of it. James Cameron did write the original, uh, the original story, even though someone mm-hmm. else, I think Jay Cox, did the uh, the actual script itself. Uh, but Catherine Bigelow had a lot of input with James Cameron's discussions, and she was really uh, heading more of the story of societal woes and that kind of thing. She was really impacted by the LA riots. Uh, and, and, and Cameron, oddly enough, was more about the writing of the love story. So, um, hmm. yeah, so it's, interesting. it's, it's interesting okay. where, where it was yeah, and I thought to. that was the other really unnecessary part of this film was the, the love story between Angela Bassett and Ray Fiennes, Ralph, right. I'm sorry, well, Ralph I, I actually, I actually, actually, I actually yeah. like that, uh, story a, a lot. Really? But yeah. I, I think, I think Catherine Bigelow had it, had, had a, a pulse on the, uh, had the, her finger on the pulse of the fear of the millennium as far as it goes being the end of the world, because we were seeing more unrest during that time. Yeah. Um, I don't think it it was because of computer fears. We we weren't worried about computers in 95 crashing and bringing down everything, but we were worried about, uh, the end of days, strange days. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I want a trope alert on this. Oh, you do. Do you? Well, I got one. We're just going to keep talking about it. The trope is called cassette futurism. Oh, I love that stuff, dude. Huge fan. Huge fan. And it's a, so in this trope, it's what, what happens is you're making a movie. It's set in the future. You can only invent so much and you really shouldn't because your audience expects to see things and quickly understand what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you take whatever is the really like bleeding edge newest tech right this second and consider it common ten years from now. Yeah, and they even uh, and, even refer to it as tapes. They constantly call yeah, it yeah. tapes. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. And and furthermore, uh, something you do is is you set your styles. Uh, so like, so much cassette futurism is based on taking current punk styles yes. and pretending they're going to be really common. 10 years in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like all of these at uh, Johnny mnemonic, right. We've, we've seen, we've, we've sacked every movie on yeah. this list, you know, <laughs> right. Because yeah. this li- cassette futurism, yeah. right. Yeah. Cassette futurism is cherry 2000 and the matrix and the net and Johnny mnemonic and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. so on it's, it's star Wars, a new hope, the first star Wars movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like there, there's only so much that, Lucas can imagine and invent, and he's having he's movie he literally starts right. with Leia taking a a video file. Right, <laughs> it's going, you know, yeah. Even Ooh, if he could a rough AVI right. too, boy. Right, even if Lucas could predict the future, it would be kind of like reading something like Revelations, which they touched on several times. This movie, it is such a it is a description of something so far outside the understanding of the reader that it would just seem like gibberish so yeah, even if yeah. you could predict what the future was it wouldn't matter because the audience couldn't either so you've got it you've got to have those touchstones it's just it's just sad because if james cameron and Catherine bigelow could have imagined two things the internet and right. wi-fi this right. would have been this this movie would have just sailed right by you i, I mean have, some of this stuff made yeah it felt bluetoothy it was bluetoothy to me because he had to keep it kind of right. within his personal range but within, it was definitely right, wireless 50 feet or something or no yeah. five feet yeah. five keep feet. the recorder five feet yeah. boy that that uh uh hair piece that the dude with the uh the <laughs> long hair <laughs> to where to keep the uh you got the, you got to remember James under his way. Right. Yeah. yeah. You got to remember James Cameron uh and his his previous wife Catherine Bigelow, they were all 
they're they're technophiles. So if yeah. you they, so they knew in, this is ninety five. They they knew a lot a lot about all this technology. I uh, they were they were also doing something. There was right. some. They were doing some drug together. Yes, like I kind of I was curious about that. I was like, oh, did James Cameron do some naughty video stuff with with Catherine? And that's the reason why he included it in this thing. Was he kind of like projecting a little bit of that stuff? Maybe they were this? doing oh. maybe they were doing nuke because everything in this movie aesthetically reminded me of Robocop for yeah. some reason. Oh, I can sure. see that. Like, yeah. right. A lot of times we that. come we come to this point in the show and we have to stop and say, you know, if you haven't watched the movie yet, you should watch it because yeah. we're going oh, yeah. we're going to spoil deep, the hell out of it. Deep this dive. is this is one where I'm like, if you haven't watched this movie yet mm, get, take to consider not watching it like it's it's oh really so, See, disagree it's so, hard disagree it's disagree. so violently yeah. rapey oh yeah. it's like, very well, rapey here's the deal. Yeah. that's that's what i would, that, that's kind of the big issue i have with it. obviously there's one and a half very difficult rape scenes in the film and i feel like a surprise that Catherine bigelow would have so much violence against women in, in her movie i know you know it was she, it, it's she it's wanted done it for to effect, reflect obviously and, she wanted to reflect yeah. reality is what yeah. she wanted. also I, what, I don't know i i i don't i when a woman when a woman's directing you know when they're when the when the there it's in their hands to decide how this film's gonna go it's yeah. it's it feels I see less it, exploitive right well i just see yeah. it differently i see it as yeah. like she's she's leaning into something that is that very much affects her gender that very much you know mm-hmm. by and large women are the subject of rape and yeah and she's been exposed to this she she can relate a little closer i think it's actually a really good thing and i respect it because i'm sure she was on set during those times when juliette lewis was doing her her nude scenes and i feel like you know if you have a woman director behind the lens she's gonna be more respectful of that's true yeah of, making of, sure you feel comfortable. You're still, you're still portraying something that's very dangerous. And you know, this, people do, people really are naked in front of each other. That's how we roll. But is there this much violence in real life? I think in some cases, yeah. If you watch any crime dramas, oh my God, this violence definitely well, exists. Here's the thing. The thing about point, Tom yeah. Sizemore and the revelation about who he was and what he was doing in the movie, what his character Max was doing. Uh, I wasn't surprised, but only because Tom Sizemore is gross and always is the I, bad guy. I knew. I <laughs> Did you knew see? Like, like basically, oh, he's definitely the bad guy. Oh, he's I such knew. A bad guy. I knew in. I knew in five minutes, not because he's always the bad guy, but I knew within five minutes everybody who was doing something wrong because they all had long hair, which we set real early on, saying that everybody hides their unit under a wig, and I'm like, oh. Tom, Siz- Tom Sizemore is definitely supposed to be wearing a wig. Here. He's hiding something. Uh, yeah, he's right. hiding Whereas, something. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, William Fickner, yeah, yeah, you, you could tell uh, he was never wearing one of those. Things. No, he right, looked. Right, ner- right. He was the most nervous, nervous bad guy cop I've ever seen. That guy right? was just yeah. always yeah. nervous and hardly said any words. So yeah, good, and we yeah. haven't even mentioned it yet. But Michael Wincott is the. It plays this dude named Philo Gant, who's Philo Gant. So, you yeah. think is the main baddie, or you're you're yeah. led to believe is. He is um, bad, but he's I could, not. I could watch. This I could listen to Michael Wincott say anything. He could read the worst yeah. poem to me, and I would be happy. I freaking love that dude. Thank yeah. God for his clear speech after having listened to Ralph. <laughs> for and, like, and, that, and his yeah. and he's so good. He's so good at this. At this, and I just don't know how else to put it. Um, excessively abusive boyfriend kind of vibe yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. that's yeah, the michael thing Wincott. Yeah. yes that's right folks in addition to all the raping 
There's right. uh, just ex- excessively abusive toward his girlfriend. Yeah. And like, there, it's like from the instant you see him and he starts talking with his deep gravelly voice, like right. he's scary. You're afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's always good. Like he was the prior year he was in uh, the crow. Uh, this was a big time for him where he was kind of this slimy, weird voiced dude. And he's right. still working, doing great stuff. I yeah. lo- I so love I mean, him. So good. We see him. Did we watch the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Uh, no, well, no. We almost we've we've had a couple opportunities. We still haven't done it yet. I would love to watch that. One. He, he's the bad guy in that one, right? Or am I? No, that's uh, you're thinking no, of. He, um, is, is you're, he in? The, you're thinking of Snape. Snape's in that. Snape's the oh, bad guy. Oh right, right, right. I, are they both in it? Wait they a might both I'm be really in it. Now. They might both be in it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Most recent thing I saw him in was the now canceled Westworld. He's old Bill. He's like the original model. Old Bill. Loved oh, what about Vincent D'Onofrio though? Oh, he's just, always good. I thought oh, yeah, he was he's in, uh, so nope. good in this. Is is uh, just he doesn't say much, but man, when he is got when he's got his racism eyes on at the end there, and he's <laughs> he's ooh, uh, I just a, believed it. Like, I don't know. It, it, as long as the movie was, I I kept thinking this movie really could have stood to develop these two. Like yeah, D'Onofrio yeah. and Fickner have. Uh, like they're just like really plain superficial roles. They all they do is pursue you. They're they're a bad yeah. guy wearing a police uniform. They just pursue <laughs> and, poor, poor and gas all over your car. Right. Yeah. God, and and, and uh, just in their pursuit of everybody, they don't give a crap about who else they hurt or shoot yeah, or it, push down the stairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. The buddy cop would be interesting because there's there's points where uh, William Fickner's character is like, oh, he's kind of the He's kind of the just follow along, help my partner kind of guy. But Vincent D'Onofrio's character is the is the real uh, racist, you know, grabs, and it's, grabs a woman who's on a moving train kind of guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, yeah. And he right. shoots. He shoots people in the crowd. Just he's just like, I don't give up boob and just start shooting people in the crowd <laughs> yeah. where uh, where where uh, William Fickner is kind of like, mm. It's pretty wild, though. This is, uh, let's see, six years after Full Metal Jacket for him, and then yeah. four or five years away from his uh, Men in Black run where he played the the bug and strapped inside of a dead body, which he was amazing. Oh, in. right. Yes. I feel like this is a real I, moment for him where he was having he's, some... He's definitely I'm, a lot more private butterball in this one than he is yeah. Kingpin, for sure. I'm yeah. so glad they got Angela Bassett as Mace because she does a she's fantastic a job. She elevates the material she, so She much. grounded us because she's the one that we all are going, what the hell are you people doing? Mm-hmm. She's our, She's the only sane thing in this film and it's... And she is just broken. an utter badass in it. She's just oh, she's freaking Jack. Yeah. She's super yeah. like just always was compelling. And I remember in '95 yeah. seeing this going. If they ever make X Men, she better be Storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they didn't do it. Right. They gave it no, to Halle no, Berry. She's no. too soft, man. Give it to give it to some. You know, give it to her. She looks like she could yeah. beat the shit out Feige, of me. Feige, Feige, if you're listening, oh, you got yes. a chance now with the uh, with the new X Men stuff you're doing for yeah, Disney. Yeah. Yep. The problem is she's she's, she's already in. She's there. aged a little bit, sure, but she's it's already still, in there. Still get her groove back. She's She's already yeah, in she's there though. She's Black Panther. I, yeah. I get the joke, but yeah, no, yeah. she's she's already a, if she's in Black Panther. I, I guess oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. She's already got a character. She's already got a character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she literally got an Oscar nomination, and then actually not not a not a minor one like Michelle Yeoh being into MCU yeah, films, right. but a fairly exactly. major one. Yeah. Oh wait, right. is that true? I didn't know that. What she? What yeah. two is she in? I know she's in. Um, she's uh, what's his name with the rings. 
Uh, yeah, Shang-Chi. She's yeah. also one of the... Uh, With the five rings. One of the, you know what I'm talking about. Yondu's uh, Ravager folk in um, yeah. Guardians oh. of the Galaxy 2. She's there at the funeral. Oh, cool. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Little MCU trivia there for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyed That's it. what I'm here for. Uh, Catherine Bigelow is interesting in a, in a bunch of senses for me because um, I remember seeing this movie and not knowing it was directed by a female director. And then when it was over, right. I was like, that is badass. She's going to do like so many cool things. And sure she enough, did. her movies are all badass. Like I feel yeah. like uh, oh, yeah. Zero Hurt Dark Locker, Thirty and Hurt Locker. I mean, these are great. amazing. You know, Did we ever watch Near Dark? I, did we watch that one? I watched no. it. I love that. No, I, I love. I don't I, even I, yeah, know I tried if I know get, Near Dark. Oh yeah, yeah. I tried to get you guys to watch this. This is a this is a wild, weird ride. If you've never seen uh, Near Dark, I mean, who are any of these people? Bill Paxton, Lance yeah, Henriksen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. any of these. Never people. seen yeah, who guys. are these people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Adrian Pazdar. Don't know. Him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I have a I have a question that I wrote down. I've been wanting to ask Scott. So now's as good a time. Oh, as go I. for it. Because you've said repeatedly that you saw this movie when it came out. Yeah. And you remember, you know, at least not being appalled. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being really, I remember um, really liking it. At yeah. The time. I'm, here, I'm but, yeah. curious if maybe you think you might have seen in 1995, a Utah edit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Utah edit. Well, well, I can tell you, thing. we that's didn't thing. tell you that's that not I saw a thing. Colorado. Hold on. That's and... not a thing. There's no Utah edit. Where do you mean that's a thing? That is not a thing. Where did you hear <laughs> that? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There are. They showed it at. Where are we saw the Morbin Tabernacle? Yeah, the community complex. Tell me about tons of movie theaters and <laughs> and video rental stores in the 80s and 90s in Utah that are and a guy will come out with a towel and are editing it. things out of movies uh, before you see them. This is a let me let me tell you what this is. This is what's called an urban myth, and they're they're yeah. only thing the only truth to it is there was a company called Clean Flicks. But you knew oh, explicitly yeah. going in there that you were getting edited versions. That's why you use their service. So you would go get DVDs from them because yeah. their players would cut out all the the oh, I unmentionable about those things. But yeah. that was a hundred percent voluntary. It wasn't like a thing where you well, didn't know. Was, Theaters didn't really do that. Was a, didn't there was tricked. a video store. There was a video store. But again, it was the same kind of thing with cassettes that that um, created new versions of the cassettes with. Uh, stuff taken out of them yeah that's how clean flicks started too and they they kept gotcha, moving all the okay. way into the they i think they find their their last breath was right around yeah the, you could you could watch time. the 15 minute version of strange did days, yeah, days. yeah it was only 15 it, it, minutes but, 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 but that was one of the first things i did when this movie ended was i went to imdb to see oh alternate versions because there must be yeah. we must have watched a an extended cut or something like that because i didn't remember all the rapey stuff either it's like nope well, i guess for whatever I mean, reason, there was there was a version, me. Yeah. There's a version of it that was edited for the Sci-Fi Channel. Like, yeah, they took sure. 25 minutes out of the movie, and you can wow. imagine exactly what they sliced right out. To I you know, saw to this it. in a theater with a bunch of other people on opening night, and uh, for whatever reason, didn't remember any of that. I remember I, the scene, but I don't remember it being so. I I think my sensitivity to such issues has increased greatly. So. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Metzen Becoming yesterday. Becoming a parent makes a huge that that makes <laughs> huge a huge difference. But I was talking to Chris Metzen yesterday, and he said the exact same thing. He says this this went from one of my favorite movies to I tried to watch it a couple of weeks ago, and I couldn't make it through it. He says I think it, I think I've changed, and I think that's kind yeah. of where I'm at. I my sensitivity yeah. to that stuff has definitely changed. Like I walked away from this viewing going, there's still a lot of things I like about this movie, but it's just a little too raw man and i'm a little yeah, surprised yeah. It, it survived its r rating like it's 
it's more raw close than, to x yeah it's yeah. close it's close well, at least nc17 yeah. by the way speaking yeah. of i did look up uh, juliette lewis and filming dates uh and uh she was 21 when she was filming this movie she was 17 when she was sucking robert de niro's thumb <laughs> wait a minute right, Kate Fear, yeah that is just Ew. i think so much what gross scott out in all movies that right there yes. and that was before uh the big hand sanitizer boom of 2020 nice. Nice. <laughs> i came across a, i came across a little oral history of that, uh, ah. that movie. i'm not, I'm yeah. not kidding I, there's there's a little you know oh, what sorry. what people have said about that movie and both she and de niro said about cape fear that they didn't rehearse or didn't yeah. even block out that scene before actually filming it and getting that take that right. it was just like there, there was some impro- I, improvisation in there. I, she's down to clown, just, dude. She's ready to rock all I, the time. I think I feel like Juliette Lewis is, is able to, some people are able to do it. Some people aren't. I think she's able to go. This is for art. She feels like the type of actress that would go, okay, this is for art. I'm not taking this personal. Every, every bit of this is, an act and she seems like she's in control she's, of a lot just of this goes stuff. For I, it. I don't yeah. I can't say yeah. that she has always been in control of all this stuff, but she's always struck me as more mature mm-hmm. than her age. So sure. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean she's a big old pile of tropes in, in this movie. Yeah. Like she's sure. she's she never escapes her tropes, right? She is just yeah. a stripper that the main character dreams of and that the She never grows. Yeah. yeah. She's you know she's always yeah. stuck here. Right. Yeah. I, I also about this movie you had mentioned uh that that it was it's it's real raw and I mentioned it too. And I haven't finished processing this movie. I just watched it one time last night. I'm probably gonna have to watch it again. And the reason why is because I feel like I'm I'm trying to just figure out if I'm uncomfortable because of you know, it I'm I'm trying to understand if there's a greater statement here that I'm missing that she was trying to come across. So lots of times you address the violence in your movie, something like Robocop kind of addresses some of the violence sure to, the, ad, to admit yeah does it really admit it here i'm the theme I'm of the sure. movie mm. is stated outright mm. and right. so that's usually uh, usually a good sign that you're on to the right track when the movie says i i am a movie about letting go of the past and if right. as long as nero doesn't isn't willing to let go of the past he's going to continue to fail and slide downhill and so forth. And right. when he finally, finally, finally lets go because he has to, by the way, he doesn't, right, he right. doesn't do some heroic thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he just gets beaten down to a point where he no right. longer likes the people in his past. <laughs> and, he, and he picked that, he picked that up from, he was slowly getting beaten to head uh, by Mace, Angela Bassett's character. Uh, she, she was showing a strong line. And so, she, she finally got through to him, I think, because, you know, they had that confrontation about whether to release the tape or not. You no. Know, and and then he kind of finally he finally accepts it. The, the hardest uh, thing for me to understand is why Mace would could continue to even like Nero. Like she. <laughs> yes. She, but that's she, the point. She, she that, just, that was a question. She just moved to Vegas and do something else. Like she's that, fine. Right. She'd be fine. <laughs> that was a question yeah. that they talked yeah. about. You know, Lenny, Ralph, he, he had that conversation with her and she doesn't know either. Why? Why do we do it? We don't know. So I don't know how many yeah. emails we're going to get about Ralph, but we're going to get a few. Yeah. Ralph, yeah. we know it's Ralph. Ray Fines, everybody. We know, Rafe, exactly. yeah, but Ralph. we call him Ralph. For Look, fun. Beloved, it's spelled, beloved it's spelled Ralph. English patient, Ray Fines. Yeah, yes. but we're going to call him Ralph Phineas here and there. All right, yes, exactly. Just I fun. haven't said his last name. Yeah. He really surprised me in this movie Rafe. because at this point, I I have never seen him in anything. I hadn't seen um, 
you know, a uh, big Spielberg movie that he was in. Um, at that oh, time, uh, uh, wait, Spielberg movie, uh, um, Spielberg movie, Schindler's List. Oh, oh Schindler's you, List. Yeah, duh. Oh, thank oh you. Schindler's yes. List. That's all I can right. think of was English Patient. Yeah. 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 So at that time, I hadn't seen. I didn't see Schindler's List until like fifteen years after it came out, right. and uh, you know, I hadn't. Uh, you know, like he's he's a real rising star in this moment. But for me, his first movie is The English Patient. And so it was really it was really interesting to sort of look at this fresh. Oh, look, this is a young Ray Fiennes. And mm. he's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's good. You know, like yeah. he's a great actor. Nothing wrong with him. I like him a he's, lot. Uh, he has such a, in this movie, has such a Bradley Cooper vibe. Like, I swear first I thought Tina, it was Bradley Cooper on the poster. Mm. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> first Tina's like... Who is that? I said it's Ray Fiennes, and she's like, "Wow, yeah, okay." He's he doesn't look, yeah, he's looking like Ray Fiennes, but he doesn't look like Ray Fiennes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me it was in, in for me it was without... Quiz Show. Quiz Show is the movie that got me, and that was oh, just the year prior, yeah. or no, same yeah. year ninety or no, I'm sorry, ninety four. So the year before, so he went Schindler's List, Quiz Show, Strange Days, and an English Patient, pretty much right in that row. Interesting little yeah. little trip in the middle there, right? I've mm, never yeah. seen English Patient. Still I haven't, I haven't to this either. day. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen it it's, a, it's not bad. You know, it's a it's a big prestige drama. Isn't it all? It's just um, romanty business, right? Lots of romance. And, okay. I uh, in a world without Ray Fiennes, by the way, this in character in in Strange Days, <laughs> it's it's played by Ethan Hawke. Like he's it's yeah, it, he's a shoe in for this character. Oh my huh. lord, that's a good call. Yeah, that give Ethan Hawke his long yeah. hair, and you you would he would fit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that. You have to be able to play smarmy. You have to look like everything around you is sticky because of you. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. By the way, not the first time Tom Sizemore, Sizemore, Sizemore and um, William Fickner appeared together in Heat. We've seen Heat. Yep. And uh, was also uh, together in uh, Black Hawk Down, which I don't know if we've huh. sacked, but I love that movie. We've not. We have not I don't sacked. Think we it. have, yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, Sizemore and Juliette Lewis were together in Natural Born Killers. So there's a little bit. Yes, of, right. You know, we haven't watched we also that. Haven't sure. sacked. Yeah. Uh, Sizemore is far and away our most sacked in this movie. Yeah. Um, he. We saw him in Dreamcatcher and Enemy of the State and Lockup and Passenger Fifty Seven. He was in Pearl Harbor and Point Break and Strange Days and The Relic and uh, this guy. He's a good deep breath. I like that. He makes uh, makes these kind of movies. Like he's apparently, he's got a great agent and gets into these big budget kind of dark, dreary movies. Yeah. Yeah. He, this actually was, uh, this didn't have as big as budget as the other movie we just watched that was inked with that deal uh, with Cameron. What was the other movie that got the more money oh true lies true lies so oh, right. there was a deal yeah. when he was this was a this was a two movie deal uh strange days and true lies and this one got the smaller of the budgets yeah so i guess is, that's true there was only strange days is what the year before 94 i think right right that so, just seems uh, like a, true that, lies. that seems like a decade apart to me that's a weird yeah yeah that's really seems weird like this would require a much larger budget with everything that's going on especially with all the all these huge rave parties and Everything else is these big production stuff that you just pay people large, and you pay people in nuke and uh, everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pay, them, pay them in nukes. Here's my thing though, like uh, there were. I think this is why I liked it so much back in the day, and Ibit, you liked it as well. So maybe this fits with you as well. But there hadn't been very many good 
cyberpunky themed anythings like the, right. the anything Have that tried to do Johnny Monic yet is that it's bad <laughs> that movie's bad but there's a the the half that I watched uh, yeah no didn't enjoy it but some but something that's like really akin to that anarchic anarchic anarchistic what's the word how do you say that yeah that's anarchistic. a good word I like that word I like that. Yeah. Blade Runner you're trying to say Blade Runner I'm trying to say Blade Runner but also sure. I'm trying to say you know maybe more near future or 80s 90s cyberpunk because you know real cyberpunk like the books and the tabletop experience are very 80s cassette futurism you know stuff jack was before this yeah obviously robocop there's a few robocop's a good example actually but they almost always feature like oh societal breakdown is a part of this and this and you know everyone's gross and partying till the end of time and sizemore said some stuff that was like um you know there's nothing left to do we we've done all the things yeah. we've had all the sexual positions or whatever he said yeah, yeah. like we've done all the yeah. stuff and boy for whatever reason on the net or what <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> but for whatever reason i was like oh okay this is the first good one of these back then i look mm-hmm. at it now and it has both aged in some ways not great um and in other ways it's some of the subject matters like really tender these days yeah and so I don't know how yeah. to feel about it now. Like I'm kind of torn. I know. 19, 1995. So we had Rodney King just uh, 1991, yeah, just right. a few years earlier. He's but I don't remember riots. there being like a ton of other incidents like that in the in the early 90s. I know there were. There obviously had to be, but nothing quite as public as this was Rodney going King. on. This was going on during uh, the Bobbitt cases and also the filming, I think, took place during the O.J. Simpson's trial. So all this stuff was very public. Oh, sure. Uh, You know, we were really looking at the police and what was going on with the public. So I I think it's spot on with that. Yeah. Another thing, too, is in 95, this this movie does something pretty good going. It's it's 95. And we think in 1999, this might be our possible future. Mm -hmm. I think in 95, I I think I would have been kind of with them. I'm kind of like, oh, this is this is kind of near future, but maybe possible. Mm. Where sometimes when they say stuff like that, you're like, oh yeah, there's no way in five years we're anywhere near that kind of trash. But in '95, I yeah. think this kind of felt about right. It's yeah. you know, obviously, just in in more recent years, and even just this week, the the stuff that um, the police brutality issues and stuff. So I mean, the prediction of of that becoming a a bigger issue. Uh, kind of prescient in, in this film. Also, uh, predicting uh, visual voicemail, like seeing, yeah. seeing people uh, <laughs> your voicemails like transcribed to text. It, what a weird thing cool. to like say is going like, to happen. Yeah, like in in like just two seconds of film. And it was just like it, it just, they didn't they didn't focus or anything. It was just like right. yeah, two seconds of film, yeah, matter flashed. of fact kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I almost almost gla- gla- glazed right past it because now that's nothing. Like, of course, that's right. you would do that. But back then in '95, right. that would have seemed like magic. You know, like that was right. not set a happen. whole scene up where they where they had somebody typing all that. It's like that. They had to set a camera up for that and everything. I was like, wow. And they just use like not even yeah, not even two half a second. Of like of you it. said, yeah. 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 I uh, I want to do a little nostalgic scrutiny here because this is something that comes up a lot. But this is the beast of all lists. Scrutiny. Check this out: Arnold Schwarzenegger, Denzel Washington, Michael Keaton, Tom Cruise, Jeff Bridges, Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, Andy Garcia, Nicholas Cage. Uh, Patrick Swayze, John Travolta, Sean Penn, Bill Paxton, Dennis Quaid, and Kurt Russell were all considered name, for the part of Nero. Name any yeah. male actor right. who might have been in the right age for this role. Yeah. They were considered. Yeah, And I would say 
I, I believe that in as much as when they were sitting there saying, all right, who are we going to cast in the lead? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. you know, we, we need somebody like all these names. They basically named all those yeah. names, and that's the only mention of those names until this, <laughs> again. Until this IMDb trivia. I always say it's like considering movies for film sack. Every movie ever made was considered <laughs> yeah. for film sack. Right. right, yes, exactly. So Brian, Brian Ibbett, considered for film sack. Ibbett told us pre-show, and it's there for the patron. So if you're not a patron person, I just want to oh, briefly don't mention give it, this. Don't give it to the the, the cheaper. To the cheap gates. I just wanted yeah. to mention that Juliet Lewis is actually singing her. She's actually oh, singing. Oh yeah, Juliet. Oh, yeah, we can talk about yeah, that. Juliet and the Licks. Yep, that's uh, that's really her covering PJ Harvey, and uh, with the whole, the drummer from Hole, the whole drummer, mm, right? Uh, who was replaced by Dave Grohl for an album. Believe it's it or so not. weird. Whole, I feel like I feel like we yeah. just dropped into Coverville's voice during Coverville. Oh, yeah, we do. I listen to Coverville totally every week. You just week. heard uh, PJ Harvey covered there by Juliet and the Licks. Juliet, uh, being Juliet Lewis, famed actress yeah. and uh, son yes. of Jeffrey, actor Jeffrey Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who you've oh, seen a bunch of things. That's the one. Also, that's I'm required by law whenever Hole gets mentioned, I have to play this. That's just the rule. Sorry. <laughs> I have to play Such that. Such a good lick. It's like, funny just, that you only play a partial Hole. Yeah, I only yeah. can play a part of well, a whole hole. Part, partly because I don't want to get pulled. I don't want to get my hole pulled from, uh, yeah. from the air. <laughs> but uh, you the know, hole, you have the hole removed. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone to take my hole away like a ring, like a what do you say, a monkey's sphincter for a ring or whatever Tom Sizemore said in his movie. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Whatever that was. Right. Yeah, when he farts, it uh, what did it he say? Whistles or something. I what can't remember it? what he yeah, said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what was it? He, he, oh, so, only dogs can hear it. When he farts, yeah. only dogs can hear it. <laughs> He's so, his ass is so tight. Yeah. yeah. But when he right. farts, only dogs can That's hear it. So that was stupid. a great line. Hey, can, can I bring up a, an actor in this thing that I want to make sure everybody knows and appreciates and enjoys? And it's not yeah. Sonny Bono, but it sure looks oh. like him. It's Richard Edson, who is uh, the friend that kind of uh, fries his mind by over... Yeah, tick. Tick, yes. Oh, they look like uh, look like Ringo a little bit. Kind of look like Ringo. Kind of looks like Frank Zappa, uh, but definitely looked a lot like Sonny Bono in this movie. Yeah, uh, you all know him as uh, the guy who who borrows Ferris Bueller's car when mm-hmm. he when yeah. they uh, take it for the valet. You all have nothing to worry about. I'm a professional. Oh, that's Bono? why. Now I get your. You're, now you get my comment because yeah. I was surprised I didn't get a response from you. Like, oh my god, that's the dude! Uh, for the longest time, well, I I hadn't gotten to him yet in the movie, but yeah. I, I kept looking in the movie. I'm like, what is he talking about? Where is? <laughs> I kept looking what for country. Uh, do you Cameron. think this is? Yeah, I don't know why I didn't notice, but anyway, and that's awesome. Did, he was also was the uh, he was Spike was in that Super Mario Brothers movie that we all. Hated. Oh, that's right. I forgot it, but you're huh. right. Yeah. Yeah, was it wasn't Bono supposed to be a uh, Philo Gant, the Michael Wincott character? Didn't they? I saw. Oh, Bono, I, I not Sonny Bono, but actual. Oh, you two Bonos, who are you thinking? Huh? Oh, yeah. really? Was it? I don't know. You didn't say Bono. Was oh, that? Okay. Was he considered for the role? Is you're what you're saying? Okay, that makes more sense now. Yes, he was. According to the trivia. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm called up now. Well, I like <laughs> yeah. that. Richard Edson guy has a little role in Good Morning Vietnam. I, I just, oh, does he really? I just watched that. Oh, that's the cool. Other day. Huh. Yeah. So that was. That was interesting to see him. His, his credits are all over the place. That dude's in everything. Yeah, do yeah. the right thing. Platoon. Uh, Good morning, yeah. Vietnam. Like you said, Ferris Bueller. And he's such a recognizable face that you think that mm-hmm. you'd say, "Oh, there he is, and there he is in this one. Oh, there he is in this one." But you know, when I saw him in this, I thought, "All right, this is the second movie I've ever seen this guy in." Yeah, film- <laughs> filmmakers <laughs> really love when bit roles are played by unique people. Yeah, they, right. you know. 
And he, yeah. boy, does he fit that bill. Oh, yeah, for he sure. He is unique. Here's, here's, here's some trivia, music trivia about him. He's the former drummer of Sonic Youth. Get oh, out. Yep. Really? That's what it says. I don't know if it's true. I can't. I don't find any citations wow. here, but that's what it says. So, I believe that. I mean, that seems like it's uh, pretty wild, though, uh, right? Yeah, really wild. Yep. Have you guys seen it's Brainstorm, strange. or did we ever do that? We haven't done that, right? Brainstorm, uh, Brainstorm? the movie? Don't. The, what, the Christopher Walken thing? Have we done Hold on, uh, quick. Sec. We we only have three Richard Edson movies in our in our history on FilmSack. He was in Howard the Duck and Super Mario Brothers, as well as Strange Days. Right. Uh, yeah, but what it? But if he doesn't get high enough billing, does he show up in our in our list like that? I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. He's in right, the cast then. of those three movies, yeah. so it, it it pulls from the entire cast, not just like top yeah. build twelve or something. Oh like yeah, Nikki okay. Cat was in this. Movie? Oh yeah, Nikki Cat was in it. Yeah, yes. where and, uh, I saw that, Louise, but where was he? Louise Le Cavier. Where was he in this? He was the. Wasn't he the? He was one, one of, of the, the the henchmen. The, the three. Right? Yeah, he was yeah. one of the three. They were the always one that, the one that was hanging out with the blonde girl who looked like she was from yeah that's Louise <laughs> is that name Louise Lecavier I've had Le the Cavier? hardest time finding her where's where is she because I tried to find her and like where she what else Louise Lecavier she she's Le Cindy Vita Min yeah. in this film oh, she is a trip look at her she was wild she is a trip yeah she's a female Mostly, dancer with David Bowie yeah. exactly yeah more more dance company kind of thing but. I do want to see uh, where she plays actress in a movie called Roast Beef. <laughs> Roast Beef, yeah, it's a short. It's all about it's all about her jo- summer job at Arby's. It's great. The only <laughs> the only uh, full length thing she's been in is Strange Days. Everything else is yeah, little yeah. short dance things. But she, I thought she was cool. She scared she's, me. Is, I like, like every time she's on screen, you're kind of like I. I like talking about yeah. we're talking about one of Gant's three thugs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's the one with the blonde. The blonde. I guess they were her. The one that looks like she's from Dantward. Yeah. Is, that, is that the name of the band I'm thinking of? The one that was in uh, Chappie and uh, yeah, the weird. She always makes her eyes black, and he's got that goofy yes, guy with her. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, real quick here. So I was looking this up for a reason. Uh, uh, Brainstorm. This movie is basically Brainstorm with more swearing and more boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to watch that at some point. It's Christopher Walken. It's also famous for being the movie where nice. Natalie Wood died uh, in the middle of filming it. Um, and it's all about people's memories and experiences and you put a thing on your head and you and you have that experience like in some ways it sort of rips it off like yeah oh though this is totally this is totally ripped off uh also what from 1984 book uh stem sim stem or something like that i mean the ideas have been around for a while yeah the the ideas are definitely not new but when we watch brainstorm when i think we probably definitely will at some point it just makes sense um it it, you guys will be like oh my gosh it's freaking this is strange days but I'm. I'm just. If you're going to compare a movie like really similarly to Strange Days, is it a rape revenge movie? No. See, that's what I'm saying. It's a way less. It's way less hardcore. Less rapey. It's more. It's (laughs) more like. um, It's. It's weird though. Like the same thing. People become comatose or killed by being exposed to it too much. Um, Mm -hmm. They. They. Someone witnesses a murder in the thing and if you if you're watching it while the murder happens and you're in the body of the person who's murdered then you are also murdered um, they did predict how dumb you look when you're in vr it's yeah. like uh, yeah it's like yeah, oh man ray fines is staggering around <laughs> bumping into things yeah. oh god right. i know i was waiting for that telescope don't hit the telescope <laughs> that thing's expensive <laughs> 
Not to mention, I had it perfectly on the, on the moon. <laughs> I had perfect, the moon. perfectly lined up to another room in the Beverly right. Wilshire Hotel, <laughs> uh, one of the other towers. You guys suppose I've been that? To that I've been to that hotel oh, and you have? the elevators that go on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. They'll scare me. Yeah. I was disappointed there was it no fight in the yeah, glass situation. elevator. I expect yeah, that. it feels like if you're going to do a movie at the, I guess it's now a Weston or a Wilshire right. or whatever it is, Bonaventure, uh, you kind of have to do something with those outdoor elevators. Right. Uh, High Anxiety is the film that I think of the most with with uh, with those. Although I guess, was that True Lies too? Was he in that hotel? Um, or no? No. Oh, oh you know what you're no. thinking? Or maybe you're thinking of, I'm thinking of... Um... Uh, in the line of fire, they they have a tussle. Yes, that thing. that's that yeah. is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. that's oh a pretty gosh, good one because they that try movie. to. That's a great one for trying to snipe somebody who's in it the totally clear is. elevator. Right, because you want to shoot them from the other outside elevator on that side. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I like that movie. I yeah. I love that. I love that the filming locations for Strange Days are the Weston Bonaventure Hotel and Suites, and then Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. It's like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. There were some pretty interesting spots. You could have told me where. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. If you would have asked that, me before this rewatch and said, hey, Scott, what city, what major U.S. city is this in? I would have said New York. That's my memory of it. Is, yeah, and, that's what I feel like. It's yeah. because I always think of New York when I think of the ball dropping. I don't think of L.A. But you know, I think that's why. Plus, it was just you know chaos. And, and in the 80s mm-hmm. and 90s, Feels we were like taught. Times Square. Yeah, yeah, like Times Square. And we were taught in the, those decades that. New York was a cesspool of freaks. That's just yeah, what we yeah, were told. Yeah, we, yeah, it was a high crime rate at yeah. that point. We time, never right? get the uh, the scene that was on some of the movie posters with Ray Fine's big face on one of the monitors overlooking the crowd. Oh, yeah. And I want to say there was even in the trailer, like like he jacked in <laughs> to the uh, <laughs> to the big screens at the Y two K. See, now you say that, and all I picture is Jim Carrey sleeping on his side in Truman Show. Oh, over Truman (laughs) Show. That's impossible for me to pull that away. Weird. Did you guys ever read Neuromancer from 1984? Oh, hell yeah. William Gibson. They're finally doing a thing. Uh, Where did I read this? They were going to adapt that finally. His peripheral show. It's a short book, man. Come on. It's a short book. It's one of the (laughs) earliest cyberpunk stuff. It's it's got all this. uh, No, dude. Cyberpunk owes its existence to would yeah. get that yeah. Gibson novel um, Gibson, peripheral, yeah. which I know it has been watching is another Gibson thing. Just that, finished it and talk about a very similar looking device that you put on your head yeah. uh, to the, to the ones they use in this film it just yeah. basically looks like a little, a little squid, but way more believable yeah. uh, uh, for the peripheral. I God, think that, that show is really I know, good. It's really good. And I, and it makes me happy because it means maybe Gibson gets his due with his other work. Cause Neuromancer yeah. is a beast. I don't know how, who's going to do it. Have they already uh, renewed that for uh, another season? I think so. I think two has been greenlit. Cool. I'm not positive about okay. that, but I thought I read that. Um, William it's pro- it's looks- entirely possible that, you know, like freaking uh, James Cameron, when he wrote the original story, was reading that Gibson novel and said, oh, yeah, this yeah. thing on your head. Hey, it's I can do that. the height of his uh, popularity at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 80s, 90s. That was kind of his thing. So yeah. um, sorry, Randy, you were going to say making a William Gibson novel into a movie is like making Dune into a movie. It's going to be <laughs> right. going to continue. People will continue to try. Right. <laughs> and eventually yeah. they'll get it they'll get there if you're telling me this new dune is not good we're gonna have words because i love the new dune do you not i'm like saying the they dune? had to try like four times before well that's they true yeah they had tv series had a bunch of crap yeah no you're right you're right you're totally right but i i think it's better suited the way the peripheral was but it's, if you want to do proper neuromancer you make that a multi-season freaking rad prestige tv show that's what you do 
And if they can pull that, oh my gosh, if they pull that off, that would be the greatest. I think thing they need ever. to do that before they can make a really good movie. They'll need to do the series first. Yeah, or or at Explore. the very least, like I don't know. I just think we're getting better at this. Like ten years ago, they would have tried to make a Last of Us movie. Right. Although mm, that 10 right. years ago, the game barely existed. So it's not a good example, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's what they would have attempted to do. Or the, the, the dark tower attempt was one of the most recent attempts of like, let's take something so big and so sprawling and cram it into 90 minutes. Horrible yeah. idea. Like yeah. that. We, we now live at a time. We don't need to do that. There's a million services trying to get big, long prestige yeah. shows. Go get it, get it you done. Know, I do that. You can make a two and a half hour movie. That's just really a part one. And then, you know, promise a part two and still isn't here. Just, you know, it'll be here this year. Later this fall. Ooh. I'll believe it when I Dune see it. Dune 2, I'm telling you. Dune part 2. <laughs> You'll believe it when you see it. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> that thing's a done deal, baby. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, I wrote um, <laughs> I wrote here, Car on Fire was cool. Yeah, that was it cool. It was cool. Oh, yeah, driving into the water. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And I don't remember it, and I don't remember the solution. And I liked the solution. That was hardcore. It was like, well, where we're in, on fire. And where, where in L.A. Uh, do you do that? I would like to know. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. You live in o- the OC. You're you're close enough to the other Southern California uh, climbs. Is there a place I can do that in the middle of town in LA? Hey, no, they must have. They must have done it on the ocean. You know, they must have gone down to like a a port. Yeah. But I just I don't know. There was just something about it. Like, oh look, there's a huge lake in the middle of the city. <laughs> you know like yeah. mm, uh-huh. interesting yeah i guess was... that's what was being portrayed i i had a really hard time with it um this movie has a, a trope that i have i have not been able to like really put my finger on but the the trope is when you are the camera right when the amateur non-filmmaker person character mm. is the camera they're somehow really really good at showing me what i want to see right mm. so yeah. like uh, for some reason, when you're running away from cops in this movie, you keep looking back and looking right. really back and yes. clearly where they are. Right. <laughs> it's really and, funny. Yeah. 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 And so like that trope that like, uh, because you've seen it in other things like in Cloverfield or whatever, like people, if you hand someone a camera, they're some suddenly really, really good with it. And uh, I just kept like, I kept wanting to, I, I want I wanted to stop and interrogate that entire thing idea you know what i mean Mm, like i wanted to i wanted to like that's it's too bad this movie is just like screaming along but it's two hours long but it it really does scream through a lot of exposition oh yeah they don't they don't slow down at all i just wanted more and i i specifically wanted more of i guess i want to plug in and and watch what people experienced you know well to that end there's a there is a yeah jackin um there's there's some trivia here about that technology so this is how it reads uh director catherine bigelow found no existing camera systems that could accomplish the shots necessary for the point of view sequences so the research division of lightstorm entertainment this is james cameron's company yeah hanging uh, out with camera too long she's like we need a new camera that's right he spent says here he spent a full year designing and fabricating a special camera for the production it weighed only eight pounds it was a 35 millimeter camera literally fit in the palm of a hand and required interchangeable lenses or featured rather, uh, remote follow focus and video assist uh, with no viewfinder. This was important. Uh, the camera was then mounted to a Steadicam style portable rig, which uh, gave the camera stability and mobility during uh, during shooting. Yeah. So it would be like similar to the human eyes, best they could. So I think I think at the time, I remember even hearing that at the time, like whoa, they really went cool, crazy with this mm-hmm. POV That's stuff. Good, yeah. But now 
I don't know. It just kind of looked like someone held a camera in front of him, like yeah. a phone or something. Yeah, they didn't even try with the mirror shots. They didn't yeah. even try. They yeah. just, they oh, just you angled know, there the mirror. There was one where I thought that they did a great job with Sizemore uh, in the mirror. Like, oh, this is where the camera looks like it should be. How are they doing that over his shoulder without looking like it's? Oh, it's, it's when there. he walked in and pulled the, the pulled the sock down on his face, right? Yes. Yeah, right. I wondered about that too. There's no camera in view at all. Yeah, and I don't Maybe think we were as good at blocking out shit and making it disappear the way we do today. So I don't, I don't know right. how they did it. I was I was thinking of Rafe Fines and Juliette Lewis, and mm. he's she's topless, and he puts his hand on her shoulder, mm. and he's behind it, and and then he like he looks into the mirror, and that mirror is angled so much uh-huh. at the at the actors, <laughs> and right. I'm just like. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how you use a mirror. You know, what's weird is I don't remember being as shocked by her, her role in this as I was in her role of, um, uh, quick in the, not quick in the dead. Um, what's this? No, the zombie one from the same year. Um, no, the, the Tarantino uh, wrote it and Rodriguez yep. directed it. I can't think yep. of it. Oh, Dust to Dawn. Uh, Dust till Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. There was, yeah. she shocked me more in that because yeah. when you would see things through the Tarantino character's eyes, she said the most filthy shit in that movie. <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, I think you you're know, natural about, born killers. Yeah, I think you're talking uh, about yeah, natural born killers. killers. And I've she never seen, naturally... I've never seen natural born killers. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Nope. Uh, we need to oh, do God, it. We definitely need to watch that. You need this. to be uncomfortable uh, for a little bit. It's pretty uncomfortable. God, it is, it is an uncomfortable film, but, yeah. uh, but I think it's, it's good. And it'd be interesting to see it with the lens of today and reality, yeah. reality, uh, true crime. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna need a curious. long uh, recovery period. <laughs> sure, right, sure. Days, I'm gonna need a lot well, of whiskey. I don't know. It's in, <laughs> I find this interest. This this kind of came up this past week. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this actually. Um, I was watching episode of Futurama, uh, and they were and they were making jokes uh, about racism, trying to. They were making some racist jokes, but they weren't meant to be racist jokes. They were meant to be pointing out the absurdity of the racism. Sure. So the, the racism was the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, my, my significant other came in and she was, she was, she saw it on and she was like, she listened for a couple minutes. She's like, oh. she turned it and she turned on like criminal minds. And I'm like, well, wh- wh- why don't you turn it? She says, I, I was watching that. And she says, Oh, uh, because they were, you know, you know, talking about racism and stuff in, in a way that she didn't find appropriate. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So you just turned off my race, racism for your, uh, r- rape and murder show. Okay. That, <laughs> So I'm like, so so we got, we got, we got several levels of sensitivity. You know, she's, she's more sensitive to to that type of stuff. Whereas, you know, I'm a little more sensitive towards, you know, I don't like watching rape and, and, and and murder and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it also, but also depends on presentation, right? Because you can watch Criminal Minds and Criminal Minds deals with some really gnarly concepts, but they're doing it in a a PG 13 rated network show. Right. Right. No jokes, all serious. Yeah. yeah, Very somber take on it. Yeah. And then you got something like this where it's like, anarchy and everything's on fire and you know we're going to deal with really rough issues like rape and yeah. and and violence and domestic issues and all that it's just a different way of approaching it and this movie probably that felt avant-garde and edgy in 95 right today i have i mean i will admit as much it's, as i would like the original movie i think it's a little <laughs> exploitative in 2023 it's no it's no secret that in the world's in the worldview americans are very conservative when it comes to sexuality and nudity 
and and not so much when it comes to violence. Whereas the rest of the world yeah. in certain areas is is flip flopped. I mean, right. we say exactly. that, but yeah. we but our, <laughs> but our but our fine everywhere else. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but our movies are full of sex scenes. I don't know why we think that of ourselves like you know what i'm saying like i, I get these are full of masturbation it, scenes which i think yeah. needs to stop <laughs> <laughs> but you know Every what i mean like there's this out this year but there's this thing about i guess the difference is in in france you can see a billboard with a topless lady talking about soap yeah. or whatever whereas here we wouldn't do that right it, it is all it's all right. part of what you know movies are art is representation and it you know a lot of people in european countries you know grew up with museums with great fantastic access to older art that presented a lot of nudity, whereas in America, no art that you would do what you recognize quickly ever addresses any type of sexuality or nudity or anything like that. So it's, it's what they've been exposed to, and it seems very foreign to us. Yeah. Just on, on that subject, I sit down to watch this movie, and I basically write down the question before seeing it. And this is for my first time seeing it. I never even heard of this movie until <laughs> watching it. Yeah, okay. so, interesting. Right. Yeah. And I sit down and I write out the question, why did this bomb? And I think right. that's a really interesting question for a situation like this, right? I've never yeah. seen it. It's, uh, you know, it's known for being a big bomb. Why did it bomb? And then you watch the movie and I like, I felt like almost immediately I was nodding going, oh, I see why it bombed. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it took the movie a while before I really actually understood why it bombed, you know, because it's, it's perfectly competent. You know what I mean? Like there's, right. uh, and ultimately I, I changed the question by the time it's over. The question is, why did they make this? Like what, what <laughs> yeah. were, sometimes you make art for art's sake and sometimes you're trying to make money. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm somewhere out in the middle on this movie going, what was the impetus here? And I, my best, like I say, my best guess is that Cameron and Bigelow were just uh, doing drugs together for months. And I don't, months. right. <laughs> I don't think that Catherine Bigelow says she was very inspired to uh, express her experiences. She cleaned up. She was part of, uh, you know, there's a big movement to clean up after the LA riots. Uh, and she was part of that. And she got to see, the result of the frustration of those who were rioting and it got her to thinking about some of these stories and her and, and uh, Cam Cameron got together and had story meetings and sessions and they wanted to talk about what was going on uh, in, in the world at that time. Mm. And uh, I think it was this really big impact on her, uh, mm. what was going on with, with, with all of this violence. Yeah. And she needed to express that okay, as an artist. But this movie doesn't have anything to you don't there's no connective tissue. Yeah, but like I don't think that but I don't think that ensures or, that they were doing drugs. That just says Yeah, I don't think right. so. Yeah. That just that just drugs. maybe means they failed in their attempt to do whatever they, they were, were trying to, do, to present they were trying to present people who were in that in that level of drugs. So I mean I yeah, I don't feel like it was mm -hmm. drug induced. I feel like it more like it was trying to represent uh, that that environment. I did like theme. this. I did like it when a when a mini disc would get you so bad. The exposure had been so long that your only view oh. was that weird pink glitchy. Yeah, right. Video. Like, uh, yeah, right. White noise. That. Uh, that was cool. Psychedelic. I, yeah. I thought the point of the film when I think Angela Bassett really is her character Mace. She she literally would sometimes just bust right into the middle of what feels like a, a drug trip. Like Randy says, and she would bust in and just be this cold, you know, glass of water or mace spray to the face that, you know, wake up. This is real life. And uh, 
She I, literally I maced a dog. Yeah, she makes yeah, a dog. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, her namesake yeah, sure. came out in dog macing. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here's how I got my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she is a presence to be reckoned with no matter what she's doing. And she scares God, she, she scares me. Her and, guns, man. Jeez Louise. Yeah. The, the, uh, oh, my God. She'd kick my trash so easy. Oh, f- yeah. Yeah, I kept thinking, yeah. D'Onofrio, I don't care that you're 6'4". You're going down, dude. Yeah, you're going down, <laughs> exactly, my friend. Yeah. yeah, she's got you where she wants you. All right, now, you got to you got to <laughs> figure out where, we, uh, where I got this. Gross. What gross? me out because there's a lot of gross yeah. now well, no, i'll tell say, you i'll I mean, warn you right now that feels it's all pretty sweaty. gross but i will say it's that the the, the the rapey stuff is by yeah. far the grossest thing but it's not sure. my it's not the kind of gross we cover here so what do you guys right. think got me because but you're not wrong i actually wrote here second very close second every square <laughs> inch of this film in right. la is gross <laughs> yeah it's like it's a very sticky sweaty film Ugh. it's like uh, i just want to hose i want to hose it down <laughs> yeah yeah but this is one uh, that will get me almost every time you i'll give you a hint you guys alluded to another film that did it earlier today just talking oh, is, uh did somebody put their fingers in somebody's mouth yes. uh, oh yeah she yes. fished she, she fished hooked him uh, uh krs one's namesake but it was jericho one oh jericho right one. jericho y yeah the guy right, in the yeah. car and and yeah. and she it was from her viewpoint and Lynn she Plummer. sticks her fingers in his mouth and I just went <laughs> come on oh, and he went and he went to town on her too he wasn't like he wasn't like oh get your nasty no he, he was he like, right, like yeah. nom 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 nom, nom. Oh, I hate that <laughs> did you so have uh, Italian food for lunch I'm just right. a little bit of garlic yeah. uh, what is this wash your hands is that, is that fun dip mm. <laughs> 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 yes, I ate the candy stick, and so I just wet my finger and stuck it in each of the powder pouches. Oh, it's so funny uh, you say that. My brother would always eat the candy stick before he'd finish the oh yeah the pouch yeah. of stuff. Yeah, well, then you just have to tip the the, uh, the powder into your mouth. Yeah, just you make that mistake and breathe in when you're doing it. Yeah. Also, what a horrendous candy. I mean, I mean it really, really is. Yeah. That, it's that a candy s- stick is unique. There's nothing in the world that tastes exactly You're like right. that. You're right. You're yeah. right. It it wants to be candy, but it has to be hard and solid, so it can't decide what it wants. <laughs> yeah, to be. but not only that. <laughs> just think about it. There's like, hey, here's a little packet. What is it? Uh, pure uh, sugar. Okay, what do yeah. I do with it? You take this other thing made of solid sugar, <laughs> right? And then you lick it, and then you dip it in this, and then you, you eat your spit the and sugar. We tried to sell it is just use your own finger, but some people like Scott <laughs> right. were like, "No, yeah. I need a stick." Yeah, I need a yeah. stick. I ain't doing my worst, own. Worst, uh, worst candy, or does Big League Chew take uh, I take love that one? Big League mm. Chew, man. At least Big League Chew is just. At least yeah. it was you, gum, though. I mean, you know, it was you could chew it. It, it was fine. There was yeah. no way I could take. It just lost a little, its flavor faster than fruit stripe no there's no buy it beats fruit stripe for flavor loss there's for no flavor way, loss right? oh really? my gosh you made me spit tea all over my keyboard <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> to hear you say there's nothing like fruit stripe for losing flavor i don't know why but it made me choke <laughs> yeah and double bubble it has that crown sorry yeah double oh, bubble yeah, that's like pretty bad insanely bad isn't it weird that it, mo- the sugar-free sh- uh, gums last longer than the stuff that had sugar in it, it yeah. makes no sense to me mm. isn't that weird yeah, and and it. let us never let us never forget that the worst candy of all time is circus peanuts. Oh, oh well, tell my daughter that candy corn, pretty close. Nico wafers, Nico's are Nico bad. Wafers, yeah, and they're pretty bad. My daughter loves the the stupid <laughs> circus <laughs> those, peanuts. Those horrible. Uh, 
wrapped but Smarties. no logo on them peanut butter uh, candies that uh, either came in black or orange wax paper. Oh, those are good. The, oh, yeah. the, the, uh, the filling pullers? Yeah, I love those. Yeah. What, yeah. Who, but who made – they never had a brand on them. I swear they were just uh, – Yeah, was it was that? just a nondescript wrapper with no logo name. Nothing. Well, I'm sure somebody made them, but it always made me feel like I was eating something clandestine, you know? <laughs> like, right, right. Where'd this come from? I don't know. Some Ooh. back alley – black market bullshit candy factory that made him. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, it's important to remember, Scott doesn't want you putting your finger into Scott's mouth. Nope. That's nope. Just that's most- so that's a challenge I'm issuing right now for TMS Vegas. <laughs> no! Can't do Bounty, it. Bounty, 20 bucks to the first person who gets their finger into Scott's right. mouth during you TMS fool, Vegas. You can fool him by going, here, I'm, I, I got a you wing. Got something, you, you got something break? on your face. Hold on a second. It looks like there's something. Let me get that for you. I like that Dunaway's idea is to put a hot wing in front of me and go, hey. Take a little bite. Take a little and little bite. Turn, it, turn your head just as he's about to take a bite. Would that work? I love, be... how the, I love how the human brain works. If you were preparing food for me and you were touching the food, but you were wearing gloves, right? You're wearing yeah. disposable gloves, right. single-use gloves, and you're preparing food right in front of me. You could be like making tableside guacamole using your hands yep. right in front right. of me. Yep. You're wearing gloves. I'm fine. If you serve me that food and then immediately gesture at my face with one of those fingers, I will fall backwards to keep you from putting that finger <laughs> in my right. mouth. That's right. It's, it's weird how that how that works. Yeah. You know? I don't find it. Uh, I, look, look, I don't want to kink shame anybody who likes getting people's <laughs> fingers in their mouths. You do what you got to do. But for me, uh, personal space, baby. Get it out of there. I'm yeah, not yeah, kink shaming. I'm just kink asking why. Yeah, why? kink asking why. Yeah, <laughs> why? Just kink asking. Kink yeah. asking. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. All right, let's get to, should we do some clips? I have some. Well, if you've got them. Yeah. Well, okay. As As long as you have them, sure. Uh, oh, I did have one other note. I said, no way his neck could handle that pull from how big Doofus is. No kidding. Yeah. yeah from, there's no from way. Dangling uh, uh, <laughs> size more off the side, just I, holding onto your tie. Yeah. Not a chance. That Not was so chance. funny. I didn't realize they kept talking about the tie and I didn't realize yeah. it was Chekhov's tie mm-hmm. until yeah. it was time for Chekhov to show up. <laughs> and I was also curious about the knife too in his back. How how poignant uh, your friend stabbing you in the back, literally. Yeah. And then you use it to cut him loose. Yeah. They were not, they were not subtle with these uh, metaphors no, at no, all, no, not. but there's no way his net size more. His name is even size more. It's size more. He sized more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? So dumb. Anyway. Also, all right. um, I, I dare you, I dare you to cut a necktie. It's like successfully oh, yeah. and quickly. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you any, I'll give you your choice of any knife, scissors, whatever you want. Put a necktie on, have someone pull it taut, and you cut it quickly. I dare you. Okay. Okay. You know, well, it's lubed up I'm... from all the blood in his back. So 
<laughs> he sure walked around for a long time uh, after pulling that, just running around through the crowds, like taking the elevator down from the top floor of the hotel and then finding his way out into the crowd, finding uh, uh, nice. Angela Bassett, mass, uh, you know, in that massive crowd, amazingly, yeah. just, you know, with a gaping wound in his, uh, right, right, right. In his back. That had, fine. that had Will Smith finding the president's uh, wife uh, <laughs> qualities to it. You know, Where I was oh like, that God. is a big city full of Independence people. Day? Yeah. yeah I right. just never bought that coincidence. Yeah. So stupid. I couldn't even do that if I had find my friends and Angela Bassett had my phone. <laughs> no way. Couldn't, like She had an air tag glued to her forehead. I couldn't find it that <laughs> yeah. in the crowd. I mean, once you did find her, you would definitely see it. But until then, forget it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's do Let's do these clips. I got a handful yeah. here. Uh, we'll start with wavering accent moment. Tick, uh, not to dash your hopes, but I don't deal this kind of product. You know that. I kind of struggled with yeah. that. Yeah. A little bit. You know that. He's got he a sounds good... like He sounds like someone else there. Well, let me play it again. We'll try to narrow it. Tick, not to dash your hopes, but I don't deal this kind of product. You know that. Got a little... I mean, a little Schwarzenegger, honestly. Yeah, like, but yeah. also like, hopes. a little, a little Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I can sure. hear that. Uh, sure. Sure. Oh, are we talking about him again? Okay. Yeah, who's the impressionist? Well, we, we can, can talk about we him. We just don't like him. him. Yeah. We who's, the, who's the impressionist who does Kevin Spacey all the time? Uh, it sounds like that guy. Oh, uh, uh, a little short guy with a hat. Yep. Uh, yep. Jeez, uh, comedian, <laughs> former oh. comedian, used to be in a bunch of movies. Uh, had a had a podcast tabletop or a YouTube show kind of early on. His name is Fred Travelina. Shit, no. His Dang name it. is Ah. That's gonna annoy me. Look up Avalon. He's in that movie. Let's see. That's gonna bug this me. This is funny. It's gonna bug me. Avalon. Here we go. Avalon ninety three. Come on, come on, come on. I gotta find it before Randy does. There's like 15 <laughs> movies race. named Abalon. I know that's the problem. And the only Kevin good... Pollock. Kevin Thank Pollock. You. Jeez. If it runs away Pollock. with it. That's that is... Avalon 1990. Yeah, that's yeah, why 90. you keep saying Abalon like it's got a B. Oh, it's got a V. Abalone. 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 You could have said the usual suspects. That's a very good Kevin Pollock film. Oh, yeah. Do me me the sad favor of playing it again, and we're going to think about Kevin Pollock. Okay, one more time. Tick, not to dash your hopes, but I don't deal this kind of product. You know that. Maybe? No. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't it. All right. <laughs> well, if you know at home, write us in and let us know. Uh, here's oh, a... when does he do the Joker's voice? Hold on a second. Uh, let's see. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. It's, Weird. Uh, like one of the first things that comes up in his little video is um, is the Joker, and I wonder if he does. Animated, I guess, seeing... right? Have to be. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I can't see Kevin Pollock in a live-action Joker role. That'd be funny. <laughs> wow, little short a, Joker. Yeah, not a, little a terrible Joker. idea. He's the obviously the Penguin, but it's not a terrible idea. He's the one that does incredible. He does an incredible Shatner. She's great Shatner. Yeah, he uh, does a great walking. Yeah, maybe maybe best walking. Yeah, I would say best walking. Yeah, the yeah. I'm walk-in. not finding. I'm not finding his uh, his batman thing even though as soon as you go to his imdb page that's the first thing that plays up up top weird all right yeah. well he's the joker somewhere somewhere here is a early initialism explainer superconducting quantum interference device squid yeah it's your squid right yeah. there acronym. yeah is that an acronym <laughs> or a or, a, or a initialism which one is it oh it's a it's an acronym because acronym, it right? uh spells a word 
Oh, that's right. I always forget that. Sonar, sonar, scuba, things like that. Those are acronyms, whereas... uh, FBI is an initial. FBI, there you go. Okay, but... Oh, Oh, better call the FBI. A FBI. Okay, so so if you can enunciate it, even if it's not a real word, it it can count as an an acronym. As an acronym, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if if I made uh, one up that spelled... How acronomious of you. Berm, Mm -hmm. like B-E-R-M, and I can say berm, that becomes that because I can say it. Right. That's right. great. Except there really is a word berm. Let's think of it a better example. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, Bum. Burn with berm? There's a real, there's a word with the berm, B-E-R-M? Berm. I don't know if that's how you spell it, but what are those things that you, like those mounds that separate uh, one place from another? Like, oh, uh, uh, like Disneyland is surrounded by a berm, so you can't bumps. see anything past the, oh, the I railway. Did not, I didn't know there was a word right. called And berm. so then a backronym is when you spell out a bunch of words and take the first letter Shield. out of the words, right? No, no. Backronym is when you come up with the the, the acronym first acronym and first. then try to fit yet the words. another. Right, like, right. So a it's lot, like a lot of yet so like, another. Like Shield is a great example. Or, yeah. Oh, let's have a bit. Let's have a thing called Shield. Uh, now we have to figure out. Uh, right. Let's see. Strategic. Yeah. Uh, Retcon it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah retcon Ever fun. since the Patriot Act, this is what people in Congress spend all their time <laughs> trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, yeah. that and a few other useless things. Anyway, let's move yeah. on to this one. Here's Julia. Injustice, by the way, is where you find. Uh, oh, Injustice. Uh, injustice That's is where a, you find Kevin Pollack playing the joker amazing uh that is okay by anson mount by the way yeah that's true so here's the here's the cool thing about that um the injustice is a video game first um it was you know the the mortal Kombat people made it Uh, i can't think of their names anyway that game is is really good and the story's really good the spinoff comic which normally if you say oh there's a spinoff comic from a video game i will not read it i don't care it sounds dumb i don't want to do it do not make that mistake here the injustice comic is so good some of the best dc stuff ever it's probably because the writer's great tom king's great but i think it's tom king but anyway it's fan freaking tastic anyway let's move on to this juliette lewis moment where she shows up for the first time i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry baby are you okay Oh, those are better can you times. Wear that? Can you wear that bottom uh, riding around the strand in Los Angeles, Randy? Where I don't think because I assume you've done that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have gone almost naked in many places, but I don't think you can there. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that feels um, like it feels like a little too skimpy for the strand. Can I, uh, can I take back? I mean, my literally, is the strand. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can I take back my grossest moment and, and then reapply it to Randy almost naked? Hey, this, this, <laughs> this is the visual of Randy roller skating yeah. in a uh, yeah. in it a was, Borat uh, onesie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> God. It, it was fun to see people on out on that uh, trail in you know like thirty years ago because like it's just not the same anymore. Like there's so much is built up out there and there's just it's just not the same. It's when you say a <laughs> when you say a, a, a trail, it's like a. I mean, it's just like it's a, a path. It's or, a path that goes along the beach. Right. That, uh, I feel like um, I see it in a lot of stuff, like a lot of yeah. movies and um, romantic it's comedies. Cool. Like any either. anytime you see Muscle Beach or that muscle, like that uh, that place in Los Angeles where you can work out right on the beach. It's mm-hmm. it's along the Strand, and there's been a bunch of movies that that have that. Yeah, I feel like that's been a. Yeah. And it's thing. part of a bigger trail that goes 22 miles long. Whoa. Uh, but like where they were right that, that hot center of Santa Monica, like it just doesn't, 
it doesn't look like that now. You know, you know where you've seen it the most is uh, Jack Tripper falling off of his ah, bicycle because a couple of pretty true. women yeah, walked past him. True. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Watching pretty women like a, like a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, who is watching a STEM thing? <laughs> wow, that made me that made me so sad because he was so sad. I know. Watched it. I know. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was like he was sad because Ray Fiennes had left, but <laughs> yeah, he was sad because oh yeah, this is what I could have. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I guess me. I'll go back to being DJ Black and White. I don't know what the hell I'm doing up here. <laughs> DJ TNT. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I also, up there. retroactively, grab a bucket. That person felt like a chick in the bucket. We never got to see him again or have anything oh, to do right. with him. Just yeah. poof, that was it. Nor know what the hell he was doing up there. Uh, he, he, <laughs> slicing TNT movies in his spare time. I don't know what he was doing, DJ Black and White up there. I would say, by the way, that the security of that club <laughs> is <Black> the worst. <laughs> if, if Ray Fiennes like, gets Ray into Fiennes. that club eight times when he's he not supposed to be there. Can I have a trope alert, by the way? Of course. You can always have one. <laughs> oh, uh, we, can ha- we can't go to- get in there. Hand wave. Hard we're, cut. We're in. We're in. See, yes. I told you I could get in here. It's even, what I even, do. Even smash a window hard cut. Like, here's this window that I can barely reach with my suitcase. But here I am walking into the place like yep. no big deal. Yep. <laughs> Nobody on, noticed the window getting smashed. That was really dumb. So hand wavy. Uh, uh, here is, let's see. Have you ever, oh, here's the talking about the wire, the wire tripped or jacked in stuff. Here you go. Okay, so tell me, tell me, um, have you ever, have you ever jacked in? Have you ever wire tripped? Come on, man. <laughs> I hate when he said jacked in. It makes jacked, me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, oh. I just don't like it. I just don't like that it's like lingo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you ever, you ever wire tripped? You ever jacked in? You ever, you ever jacked in? You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Jacked By the in. way, the name of the club was Retinal Fetish. Sure. Yes, which, I like I'm, that actually. That I know, but it's name. too cool by half. Come, yeah, bring yeah, bring yeah, it yeah. down a notch, please. I don't yeah. know. I enjoyed it. I, I don't know it. if I like it now, though. It's dumb. Out of context. And why do they have a fenced-in area with a bunch of Germans burning books in the middle of that? Yeah, place? what was that? That was like a little Nazi exhibit or something. What? I think there was. A, well, I think there <laughs> was that somebody's it, fetish that they can experience. Yeah, uh, they experience Nazi uh, book burning. That's weird. But wasn't was that really what, what was going on? I mean, wasn't that one of the commentaries she was making? And like, I it, we were seeing like. A, a resurgence of of conservatism during that time because of the law and order. Oh, and we're gonna get were, some. We're gonna get some emails for that. What I, Brian means was we were seeing extreme uh, people on the end of a spectrum that were coming out of the right. work. Yeah, that's what you mean. Oh, oh, please. If you if you take that, you definitely <laughs> if you if you were offended by that, then you're probably extreme anyway. Yeah, now, no, I know. But if, people people don't listen. People who think they're moderate conservatives will email me right. to no end saying sure. that we just ripped on them by by saying that book burners are the same as conservatives. That's, right. I, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you even did it on purpose. Movement for conservatism. I don't think I. Well, maybe not, I misspoke. I apologize if you felt like I was misspoken. Things were things were swinging right, is what you're saying. They were swinging right. Question though, the question started with the word "why." Why is that little thing in the middle of this movie? Because like filmmakers do things on purpose, right? And. I mean, you're, you're sort of led to believe as an audience that this is intended to be shocking and like, and in the future, this is cool, but it's shocking, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I I don't know. I don't don't really, I don't feel like it was very well thought out. Well, I think, I think, I mean, obviously it took work because they had to set up this cage and they had to have bald, bald looking SS officers in there throwing books on a fire. Like it, it was a, from a production standpoint, there was work involved, but I don't think it was. 
It didn't, it didn't leave me staggered going, Oh wow. What an audacious thing to do. Like it just felt a little extra, you know, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, creepers I wrote. I don't know what this means. So we'll play it. You're just an 18 year old girl taking a shower. Are you beginning to see the possibilities here? Okay. Now I know why. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little creepy there. Ray finds. You're so, going to be you know, Voldemort I'm, I'm, one again, day. I'm just asking over and over watching this movie. Why is, why is that scene in there? Why is, why does he say that? Like the filmmakers should be doing things purposefully. And uh, my only answer that I can come up with is they're trying to shock me. They're trying to, to, you know, blow my mind or something. Yeah. It well, just, they're trying to make you, working. it's supposed to be edgy and 95 edgy. Isn't the same as 2023 edgy. I don't think. That's what I mean. Like my my walk away from this is very different than when I first saw it. Where sometimes we'll see movies that we all saw in the eighties or nineties, and I'll watch it and I'll like either go it held up or it's even better now or whatever. Yeah. This thing it's just it's just weird for me. This one hasn't yeah. aged well, and it's because society hasn't aged well. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a big part of it. Uh, bird puke. That's it. Assume the position of miserable techno bird puke. There you go. Bird puke. No bird puke. You assume the position. Yep, the position. Um, let's see. Oh, this is the rat. Oh, yeah, this is the butthole joke he made. Here it is. You can sell a goddamn rat's asshole for a, a wedding ring. There it is. Wedding ring made out of a rat's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Anybody feel like uh, Tom Sizemore didn't know his whole line there and had to yeah. drag well, his own this, memory? This was the totally. height of his yeah. drug abuse, right? He was really high all the time. Lied. So. I mean, <laughs> he, uh, you know, another thing I did really strongly disliked about this movie is that it made me, uh, watch Tom Sizemore. Like he doesn't go to jail until the mid two thousands. Yeah. And then like, that right, he spent though? the last, he spent the last 20 years now, you know, constantly being taken to court and taken to jail and so on. Yeah. I mean, he's, he had like, it's still a few ways in the future. Black Hawk down is a very good performance by him. Uh, uh, saving Private Ryan. He's really good in that. Like with the right director, they get stuff out of Sizemore. But most of the time, I feel like he's either coming down or coming coming up on something. He's just took or snorted before he walked on set. <laughs> That's just how it feels. Right. Yeah. Uh, Angela Bassett is here, everybody. So, Lenny, what's this week's sad story? Oh, they jerk my wheels. Do you believe it? I mean, it's outrageous the computer errors the banks are making lately. Have you noticed? No, actually, I haven't noticed because I make my payments. <laughs> so, Max Belcher, how's the PI business? Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> That's <laughs> honesty. Sucks. I, I had a really hard time coming around to believe that she even likes him. Like that, yeah. She she starts out as she seems like somebody who hates his guts. <laughs> she just I don't yeah. know that that you know they're that old, first bit, they're old know? friends on by by necessity, and I also agree. I don't know who said it earlier, but I kind of agree that the love story very last second tacked on love story like For it's sure. really at the yeah. end. I don't think you needed that. I think they just no. needed to be friends and and a complicated friends at that and just leave it at that. Yeah, it yeah. just didn't feel right. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know who knows what that comes from. That could be pressure from. You know. Well, I like I said the 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 uh, story, the love story specifically was written by James Cameron, who did not direct, and uh, the the story was rewritten again in the script. So a lot of that could have gotten tossed out, but it might have still been important to the characters growth or development and they just didn't know how to squeeze it in there you know what's weird about a lot of stuff here you know what's weird to me is that we always think of cameron as this accomplished filmmaker and he is he's he's one right. of the only filmmakers in the history of the world that has three 
No, he is the only filmmaker in the world that yeah. has three billion dollar movie money making movies ever to come out: right. Titanic and the two Avatars. And no one ever thinks of him as a small filmmaker. But this is ten years from Terminator One, which is like a student yeah. film in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, he's and he's uh, sitting in the edit, like he's credited as uh, doing the editing of this movie, right? Like he's sitting in an editing bay, right? Yeah, uh, like it wasn't even wasn't even uh, he wasn't even a guild member yet. He he, it's uncredited because he uh, you can't technically put your name up there unless you're part of the the uh, the editors guild or whatever, and so. That didn't even show up for him. But yeah, he's back there writing. Like, I don't know. I find his trajectory weird and fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened there, but I think Catherine Bigelow is a total hottie. And what, what happened there? What happened there, James? Mm-hmm. Did you, did you, what'd you do? I blame it on him. <laughs> I blame it on him. Why ever they broke up, it's his fault. Oh, I know why. Didn't he? No, wait, no, 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 no. Never mind. I thought he had an affair with uh, uh, Ter- Terminator lady, but that was back when Terminator was a thing. Yeah, Linda oh, Hamilton. Linda yeah, Hamilton. right. Because they were married. married to Linda Hamilton. Yeah, they were married. Maybe it was the other way around. He had an affair with uh, her. I don't know. Whatever. James Cameron, you keep making blue people. We'll keep showing up, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, here's Good luck Mike. with your best director. Oh. 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 Eh, special effects, will, he'll run away with it. He'll be yeah. fine. Uh, here's Michael Wincott doing what he does. Who was that adequate security available to him? You know, he chose not to have those kind of encumbrances in his life. He was also letting his accent swing around a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that one you didn't care but, about. Let it let it fly. Yeah, let he's it be. Canadian, right? Like, it, he doesn't have... Oh, a, is he? I thought he was British. No? I might no, be thinking of that because in uh, the... Oh, what's the guy I Pierce? I thought he was from Vocal Friesberg. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the movie... Ah shit! Um, where where uh, the guy that played Jesus in the Mel Gibson movies in it, and Guy Pierce is in it. Cavizial, uh, yeah. And Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. It's an amazing movie. Um, he's in that. Plays bad dude in that, and he has an accent in it. So I always assume he has an accent, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just gotcha. straight okay. Canadian. I love oh. him though. Gosh dang it, I love him so good. I love that movie. I it feels it just feels like this moment for this director named Kevin Reynolds where he. Uh, suddenly makes the the best movie of his career. Yeah, you know, never year, to be after, never to yeah. be as good since then. I don't think. Has Kevin Reynolds uh, uh, done anything great? Since Kevin then? Reynolds made Waterworld, and I'm kind of poking at you, Scott. Look, I love Waterworld. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but if I'm going to count which is the better film, like film, like really good film, Count of Monte Cristo is a better film. I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah. all right. So good. But I still want to watch Waterworld every year on yeah. the year, mm-hmm. just uh, because. It's yeah. good doesn't mean that you can't find a joy elsewhere. Right? That's right. Hey, how much is your pet sweat uh, worth? Well, let's find out. I wouldn't sell you the sweat off a dead dog's balls. Okay. All okay. right. Yeah. Sure. Good, because I wouldn't buy it. So <laughs> we're in agreement. Yeah, I'm not in the market. <laughs> right. Not so, really interested perfect. in dead dog ball sweat. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. When you hear... Oh, <laughs> this is dumb. When you hear about what breads and starches are okay for your diet... <laughs> This is what you hear. Just stay away from Philo. Yeah, don't eat the Philo. Uh, yeah, don't eat the Philo. Oh, Philo, okay. no, sure, yeah. yeah. There you go. I couldn't get that guy's dumb name out of my head. So that's how he's I dealt layered, with it. He's layered like Philo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All of the names in this movie felt like, again, I'm sorry I keep saying this, they felt like they were written down during a drug trip. Like, like we got to come up with crazy names. Okay, so we're going to yeah. call... This guy Nero and this woman Mace and we got a we got someone named Philo. I like that Philo. Yeah, but, oh, oh, the rapper's name is Jericho, dude. 
Yeah, but you got to look at cyberpunk as a as a genre. Even though this is barely that, part of the built in thing is that you got to have a bunch of nicknames. It's just part yeah. of the deal. Quite Everyone's got to yeah. call be called Spike or this guy's name Jack Neo or yeah. Nero, whatever. Yeah, yeah, Neo. The Matrix yeah. is full of this stuff. Um, all right, this is uh, it's over. <laughs> Sorry, when I asked my mom. <laughs> If Dukes, was, Dukes of Hazard was still on in 1985, okay, I'd come home from hanging out with my friends. Mom, is hey, Dukes Ma. of Hazard still on? She said, It's over! Okay, fine, Mom. Oh, jeez. Wow, wow. I went a long way to, to get Did that. You scream a lot? I mean, you know, it's my mom. She had her moments. <laughs> she had her moments. Uh, I wrote Blood and Puke here. Great. I don't know what this is. You're bleeding. Some jerk puked down the stairs and I slipped. I should sue. You can't sue if somebody's... Sue. How, who are you going to sue? <gasps> sue for puke. Puke sue. <laughs> puke sue. Uh, here's a loud go. Go! It almost sings it at the end. Go! Go. Is it doe or go? Go. It's when you first go. witnessed the rape murder thing and you oh. telling her to pet oh. the gas and go. Uh, let's see. Angry Wincott. Love to leave him alone if he'd stop coming around and you would just stop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, had, I had fun turning on the closed captioning for some of those scenes. Yeah, no doubt. I love that bit. Um, all right. I, this I, may well, be, by the way, I yeah. want to shout out to whoever put the closed captioning on the HBO transfer. Uh, they they didn't skip uh, all the bad words. I was oh. really proud of them. Oh. A lot of times you're watching a movie like this and every third F-bomb just gets skipped because, you know, they're trying to save space. Mm. Nope. They went for it in this one. So I learned yeah. recently that a lot of this stuff is real time now, and I didn't know that, meaning computers are doing real time translation. And um, right. I was watching Chainsaw Man on Hulu trying to get into this new anime, and it's hmm. not uh, dubbed yet. It's only subtitles. So I thought, well, I'll check this out. And I started it, and there's a scene of nothing, and then a big paragraph of text comes up, and there's nobody talking. I'm like, oh, am I supposed to? It's like priest. Okay, I'll read this. Okay, I'm getting ready for it. And then a car pulls up, and the guy in the window of the car just starts mouthing something, and there's no words. So it's all effed is what I'm saying, Hulu. Go fix your damn computer. <laughs> it's so annoying to me. All right. Uh, I laughed at this because this girl giggled and then hit the hood, and I just like the sound of it. So... This is when the cops are after the rapper guy, and um, I think, I don't remember who grabbed who, but anyway, he grabbed the girl, and this is what happened. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> oh, my God. It was it was fun for a minute, and then it wasn't. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's just great. Great sound. <laughs> wow. Uh, frontal lobes look like what? Frontal lobes are like two runny eggs. Gross. Ugh, why two runny eggs? Now. Are there two frontal lobes? Is that Because yeah, two yes. frontal yeah, lobes. Yeah. Your brain is like split in half. Oh, right. Okay so, okay, so they count them as separate lobes. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I didn't because know that. Because they're separate. Yeah. Because they're separate, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and usually when something's separate, you refer to them yeah, as separate entities. Yeah. yeah. Two separate things. lobes. <laughs> Lisa lobes. Uh, heard stuff? I heard stuff. What stuff? You know, I heard stuff. Smoke, rumors. I've heard stuff. Okay, he's heard stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Conspiracies. Turns out he made all that up. Yeah. he was the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year. Where's that? Happy New Year! Oh, it's uh, Wincott again with his... Happy New Year! His throat must look like just, just shredded beef. Like had a lozenge. Yeah, yeah. Just a weird voice that guy's got. All right, and now, finally, all the Lennies. Lenny! 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 No, no, Lenny! 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 Just when you think it's not going to end, it just keeps uh, going. Who, 
Who's, who's talking to again? Wait, was that all? That was uncut? <laughs> uncut. Like, was that all you, didn't, one? you didn't add something? I there? added nothing. 100% raw. <laughs> it felt like a cheat, wow. but I didn't do it. I know. It's crazy, right? All right. Now time for this. It's time for the Film Sack Checklist. I wonder if TDK got product placement money for this. Mm-hmm. Check. I'm pretty sure Czech did. Sure. Remember them? Where are they now? No mm-hmm. TDK anymore, right? They're gone, I think. Yeah, because really, I mean, what did they, they probably moved to CDRW stuff and rerentable DVD, and now it's like, eh, everything's streaming. There's yeah. no physical media needs anymore. We should have diversified the 10 Tokyo years Genki ago. Tokyo Kagaku Company still exists. Bless you. What do they make? Right. What do they make now? They were founded in 1935. Good That's Lord. impressive. Wow. Mm-hmm. They make robots. Uh, electronic components, recording, data storage, media. Which mm. is probably what they did at the time, too. They probably just. Well, know, that's all they've ever done, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always yeah. storage, well, you know, tapes and CDs and stuff. Well, maybe they're fine then. I don't know. Resilient Japanese company. Their website is nice. Oh, they got capacitors. Oh, and inductors, too. Ooh. Don't mind Ooh. All right. Oh, noise suppressing magnetic sheets. You don't well, say. What is that? I guess this is the company you go to to buy your big data storage. Like yeah, your, right. Okay. Sure, you're industrial, like you're a data, like your your WhatsApp or your Snapchat or something. You need something for. I thought that was all storage. AWS and and Cloudflare and stuff like that. I guess there are other. I guess in Japan, Do you need something uh, non online, non cloud. Then maybe you store it. Could be physically physical media. Yeah. Well, good for TDK. Our hats are off to you. Strange days uh, would be a COVID nightmare. Check. That's 100% true. <laughs> oh, God. These people are real close to each other all the time. Yep. Yeah, also, you know what I couldn't get out of my head was how, um, um, what's her name? I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Uh, uh, freaking Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Thank you. She's wearing this dress for most of the movie. <laughs> the spark, and her, the, the, her the dress looks the like chain the chain link fence. Yes, the wearing? chain link yeah. fence. And her poor little nipplies just hanging out <laughs> of the little looks- holes. And all I can think it of is that's, like that's going to those after those, a while. Yeah. Almost looks like one of those pillows you like you can like rub your hand across and it, the pattern switches. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like right. Those. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like the, the Nick yeah. Cage pillow where you rub right. the face and it's Nick Cage underneath. Yes. Um, it just looked painful. I just wanted to give her some pasties and some ointment, you know? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, finally, Angela Bassett's a badass and should get whatever role she wants. Check. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Connections. Uh, I have to think there's some, right? Kind of sparse. Um, I want to give you, uh, I'll give you the two actors, um, but it's real. This is real small time stuff. So uh, an actor named Art Chadubala played Thai restaurant owner in this movie. Mm. Oh, the Uh, one that got pushed into the kitchen at the the start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was in one episode of Deep Space Nine. An actor named Michael Jace played Wade Beamer in this movie. Wade he was Beamer. also in one episode of Deep Space Nine. So mm-hmm. since that's not much, I looked around and there's an interesting little connection here. A special effects coordinator named Terry D. Frazzi. Uh Terry D. Frazzi did special effects for this movie and was also responsible for supervising the special effects in Star Trek Four, the undiscovered, I'm sorry, six, the undiscovered country, mm-hmm. Star Trek Generation, Star Trek First Contract, and Star Trek Insurrection. Mm. And that's a cool career, in my opinion. I agree. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of practical effects as well in that era of effects. 
That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, very nice. Let's move on now to the soundtrack grade. I'd give it an FFTSOF for fine for this sort of thing. It's fine. <laughs> There's some cool industrial like techno-y things going on that aren't in the soundtrack that I want to try to track down. But I don't know. The songs were, they were fine. Oh, what's the, the, yeah. the credits, Brian? They had um uh, something, yeah. something with, uh, I can't think of his name. What's wrong with me? In your eyes. Oh, Peter Gabriel? Yeah. Peter Gabriel did some kind of combo thing with somebody at the end. Did you hear that? Oh, really? Uh, I did not. Let me look at the soundtrack list. Right, so that's, you've got that's something. a song called While the Earth Sleeps. It was good. It was a trip. I, that was maybe my favorite thing about the music was that bit. I didn't know if you'd heard it because it didn't. his no, part didn't, didn't kick in I right away. I didn't catch that at all. Well, there it is right there. Uh, Eric Moquet, uh, Michael Sanchez, and Peter Gabriel, performed by Peter Gabriel in Deep Forest. Oh, Deep Forest. We know them from like their weird ambient, uh, like uh, trip, not trip hop, but like uh, kind of housey music. Mm. Um, kind of along the lines of Enigma with that. Oh, know, yeah. Gregorian chant kind of stuff in there. But I was a big fan of that um, stuff back then. Loved it. Interesting. All right. Do you feel yeah. like this movie could have done without the song scenes? Like, oh, without the uh, Juliet Lewis singing and yeah, maybe it just it felt was, like a, it was a waste of time. It was fine. It was maybe a little yeah. longing. It could have been shortened. Shot. Yeah. All we need to know is like, oh, okay, Juliet Lewis is singing. Move on. Yeah. Because <laughs> that does help. That does help the the premise of the movie, which is she was trying to get a recording contract by hanging out with that dude. So that that, right. that was maybe to help serve that, but it was too long. You're right. Yeah. I do really appreciate any time a movie uh, presents me with a lot of music and uh, follows the song Three Little Birds because it is such an earworm. <laughs> oh, it totally and I need is. I need as soon as I hear Three Little Birds, I need more music to drive it out of my brain. <laughs> oh, really? I'm happy for uh, Three Little Birds to to sit upon my doorstep in my mind and. Uh, <laughs> And live there for a little while. I'll mm. feed them. Mm. I, I just, it's going to be going around in a loop in my head for days. Now go days. watch I Am Legend. And exactly. uh, you'll never get that song out of your head. <laughs> Excellent news. Well, it's time now to sum it up. That's right. 280 characters or less in our little social post. And I think this week we're going we're gonna to change things up. It's 2023. We're, we're, we're progressing. Uh, so I think we'll start this time with Randy. Strange days. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can serve wow, characters. All right. You know what? Letting others have your characters instead of using them yourselves. Yeah, I like exactly. that. Yeah, 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 love it. I'm so glad you didn't connect anything in this film to a Saturday night at my I, house. I, that's <laughs> exactly why I. I <laughs> yeah. I would worry I about would your weekends a lot. To you. yeah. I yeah. we we joke out of a place of love, right? And we do not do, do this. this <laughs> no, is just, no. Thank no. you. Yes. Yeah. Good. good job, Brian Dunaway. It's your turn. Strange days, like the Santa Claus of the subconscious. If Santa was in my VR chat and he was pretending to be an 18-year-old girl taking a shower. Well, I lost my appetite for about a year. Hashtag pass. <laughs> You're on the bandwagon now. It's a trend. Sure. Uh, Brian Ibbett. Strange days. All this VR porn and nobody's making stepmother experiences. Oh, Fake. Fake. Boy, yeah, that's what they it. failed to predict, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. coming, did you? They had no idea. Yeah. All right. We'll see if we know. Where was Brazzers during this whole thing? <laughs> yeah. I think they were alive and well then, weren't they? I don't know. Probably. I don't uh, know. Early, early internet porny things going on. Oh, look at this. 
It's got this piece of paper. This movie had alternate titles. It was almost called, where is it? There it is. Strange Accent Fluctuation. Weird. Mm. Or Tom Hairmore. Now hairless. And then hairless. Yeah. When they tore that off his head, I don't think I was supposed to laugh, but I did. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I laughed. It yeah, was coming. That was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, time to jump into some emails and texts. We got an email from a listener named RJ. This is not Randy Jordan, so don't worry. He didn't mm-hmm. write oh, it. Good job. his own show. Filmsack at gmail.com is where he sent it. He says, hello, Sackers. I'm here again by tech. Oh, it is a text. Sorry. This isn't an email. To bribe you this time. Um, I have espoused my love of the 1986 Transformers animated movie, and I have sent multiple messages, emails, telegrams, and sketches of how only the strong is a perfect film sack movie. This is a 1993 yep. film. I propose yep. if you uh, were to do either of these films, I would become a patron. If you were to do both, I would also join Justin's PX3 Patreon. You don't have to do that. Thanks for all you do, RJ. <laughs> Just Transformers Transformers welcome, is only Justin. available for rent. Uh, only the strong isn't available for anything. Like it's wow, it's unheard of. I think uh, Tubi has the Transformers thing. Uh, I think the movie, the movie. The, the no, we, all should, we all should have a copy of it in our possession. We do have the we, yeah, we do have a copy of the DVD. All of us yeah. do. From, That's true. Uh, we should. I think probably... you guys actually got real copies. I got a duplicated disc, oh, if I remember correctly. Hilarious. Let's see, Gen, they have Gen One, Beast Wars, uh, Armada, Cybertron. Where? Let's see. I know they have this Prime. Oh, maybe they don't. Damn. Yeah, that's such a. It's a part of the problems we when we get these DVDs. It's great, and we're happy to use those as our source. But when no one else can get them easily, it's just kind of. It's hard Pointless. to say. All right, here's this movie that uh, someone was nice enough to send it to you, to or to us. Too bad they didn't send it to all of you as well. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a bummer. All right, well, I'm looking here just to make sure. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's here. That's if unfortunate. Only there was a very complex way that other people could see all those things. So <laughs> yeah. technology that would allow it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll do what we can. We also got these texts at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two, and there's some gooders in here. So we're gonna go ahead and read those. We got one from uh, let's see, I'm not sure it's oh Casey. Hello there, Sackers. Just want to drop in and say I have actually corrected multiple people on the bless the rains in Africa because they were uh, saying miss the rains. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. This is from our Moonfall episode. Yep. So I'm about 10 years uh, or more uh, younger than y'all, so maybe it's an age thing. Love you guys, though. P.S. You guys heard of the FP. That's not Frog Pants. Oh, yeah. says it's finally streaming on Hulu, so you got to get on this before it goes away. Pull up the plot summary, and you will instantly understand why you need to sack it. As a heads up, it's actually enjoyable. I mean, it's bad, but in an awesome way. Keep sacking. So has anyone Here we go. Plot the- summary. Two rival gangs fight for control of Fraser Park, a deadly arena in competitive dance fight video game Beat Beat Revolution. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Revolution. This is real? <laughs> it is real. 2011. Oh, wow. All right. It says it's a comedy, though. Are we supposed to laugh? It's definitely a comedy. Is it? It's one hundred percent. Yeah, it's huh. it's made. It was made in Europe. Uh, it's small budget. Hmm. Let's see. It is, on, need... it is on Hulu. Let's see. One of the loudest, most ridiculous, entertaining movies I've ever seen. Says someone. Uh, the <laughs> is, says anonymous source. <laughs> says a guy would never reveal his real name. Uh, I don't know. We'll you know we'll put it on the burner. See what happens. I don't know. Who knows? 
I like sure. our, I usually trust our listeners to know what's up. Uh, including the following uh, we got, which says, so I watched Daredevil for the first time. He put watched in quotes, Thanks which is pretty lot. funny. Mm-hmm. says, the best part was when my one and a half year old turned the TV off and the sound <laughs> still came through my stereo. I thought I was, it was just a, a lazy interpretation of blindness for like three minutes. So he thought, hilarious. He thought the sound going off was the movie trying to like oh, say, "Oh, what's it like to be blind?" Statement. Yeah, but it wasn't. That's a fantastic story. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's great. It. If you'd like to send a text into the show, eight zero one four seven one zero four six two, we'll get that done for you. And uh, man, I want to thank a big fat list of people who joined our Patreon this week. New at thefrogpants.com, or excuse me, uh, patreon.com slash filmsack Patreon are the following people: Pete Alice. Saint Candy Warhol. I hope that's a real name. Yeah. Uh, Quaid. 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 Uh, Fizzgig. Scrotezilla. Brian, I think you got a fan. I don't think that one's a real name. No. It's got to be. That's someone who loves you, Brian. Keep your doors locked. Um, Jeffrey T. (laughs) Delvin. Gabriel Grimm. Matthew Bach. We know him. He's awesome. Uh, Film Fan Man. Patrick Wolf. Andrew Lyons. Sean Gregowski. Curtis Donaldson. And Marty Sturvant. You people oh, rock. Oh, yeah, you do. Look at that For list. Sure. My gosh. You know why they join? Maybe. They join because they're never going to hear an ad ever. They're going to get pre-show content every single week, monthly bonus episodes from us, the hosts, and signed artwork in the mail. There's much more. So go read about it over at patreon.com slash filmsack. Before February starts, be in there early. All right? Get that going. Uh, big thanks yeah. to all of you who uh, are already there, and uh, we re- really appreciate it. Oh, and 10 of those people, as I promised last week, will be getting... Uh, the film sack stickers. Sticker packs. Yep, sticker packs, little bonus print stuff. Uh, most of you and, have already uh, been sent. Film sack magnet too. That's, oh, that's yeah. right. I got to get you those yeah. addresses. Give me but, that. Give me that list. Thank you for the just reminder. U.S. people. Sorry, people. Sorry, uh, uh, foreign foreign uh, supporters. Yeah, sorry, people. Um, <laughs> and then the uh, oh, and then a couple of you have not replied to your emails yet. So check your emails because you may have been some that I uh, got to. But eight or eight of the ten or so are getting their stuff right now, and Brian's stuff soon. So watch for it. Nice. Glad you reminded me of that. Uh, next film we're going to be watching: Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Woo! Digging it down, baby. Because yep. I've never seen this. I've been waiting for us to film sex. Some would yes. say, some would say best of the series. Some would say, hmm. well, I think I would say. I, that, okay. Are I, you some? I, uh, we sacked the first one like yep. a yep. long time ago. Yep. And I recall we liked it. We did. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I like this one more. This, time. this one gets a little more crazy, but it's not as crazy yeah. as three. This uh, is the one that everybody saw. Back then, and and told me, oh Brian, you need to watch First Blood Part Two. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, and him and his it. him and his bandana and no shirt and like Gatling gun image that you all have in your head of that mm-hmm. era. That yep. this is that movie. This is it. Yeah. Nice. So and he also shoots a lot of arrows into heads and stuff. It's great. Nah. So as you do. <laughs> so Rambo First Blood. Oh, where is that streaming? Do we have a source? Oh, HBO Max. We are in the oh. midst of months of HBO Max movies. They've got all the best like collection right now. Maxuary. Yeah, it feels weird being both mad at them and happy with them at the same time, you know? Right. Oh, I know. Titans and Doom Patrol both uh, just got the axe. Yeah, they're resetting all that. Although James Gunn got out online and said, "Uh, that wasn't us. We didn't. We're not. Not me. We didn't tell them to end those. We thought those would keep going and we really like them. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, both both uh, series had enough time to write solid endings to their their right. shows so it won't be just like this weird cliffhanger ending that never gets resolved yeah 
plus Doom Patrol, they can't they can't pay that whale money that uh, what's his name gets mm-hmm. now. It's too much. Mm-hmm. He's expensive. <laughs> ben Fraser, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I found out is that you know how sorry, I'm freaking out because this blew my mind. <laughs> Do you know how he he got? I wish I had a captain. I should have. It's Fraser. It was never Fraser. Oh, it's never Fraser. Brendan Fraser. I didn't huh. know this yes. until he said it, and I and he said it in some interview. He goes, "By the way, I'm Brendan Fraser." Yeah, that's right, Fraser. That's how you say it. He said he made a point of it. Interesting. Wow. I'm like, what? All these years? I feel it, like we've been saying Brendan Fraser all along. I'm confused. Right I haven't now. been. Not me. I've said Fraser like I've the said show. Fraser also. Yeah. I feel like most people have, or maybe it's just so similar that no one cares. But he seemed to he seemed to think it mattered. So now I'm going to say Fraser from now on. Yeah, doesn't matter. Good and it's in Sino. Finally. It's in Sino Man. No, I'm kidding. That <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, just for a second though. Um, all right. Hey, that's it uh, for the show. Uh, thanks for listening and watching, everybody. We can't wait to be back with you next week with uh, Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Do your homework. We'll see you then. Filmsack.com is our website. You can uh, find us. Uh, on the line at Twitter, twitter.com slash filmsack. You can email us filmsack at gmail.com. Again, that text number where you can leave both voicemails and texts is 801-471-0462. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review wherever you get your shows, that'd be nice because it really helps us in lots of ways. That'll do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Well, I've lost my appetite. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Go! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.